We were just like <laughs> being drunk on Monday. <laughs> we were just like feeling drunk on A lot to catch up on. Yeah, I'm back. Emma is back, and we're happy to see her. But why don't you start by talking about your Alaska trip? Sure. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, just like you know, a good family vacation. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously Alaska is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The travel days were long. Um, yeah. But- well, I mean, you're going from Maine to Alaska, so yeah. Really, <laughs> pretty far. <laughs> right. Um, but no, it was great. Great to see people in my family that I haven't seen in like at least 10 years, probably. Wow. No, I think it's pro- actually probably closer to 15. Um, <laughs> so, so since you were a child. <laughs> literally. So it was like an interesting dynamic of like being around people who I haven't seen that long, like drinking with them, mm-hmm. like having adult conversations with them. So yeah. it was kind of cool. Um, but and. Similarly, too, like I had um, my cousin's son was there, and the last time I saw him, he was probably like eight, and now oh, wow. he's like he's like looking at colleges. So That's he's insane. like, yeah, it's it was pretty crazy. So um, it, I don't know, it's just cool to see everybody in Alaska. Was beautiful. Like we went to a glacier and like took a tram up the top of a mountain and like went to an eagle preserve. You know, like mm. all that Alaska stuff. So it was really fun. But, yeah, I'm glad to be back and, like, ready to just be back in the routine of things. And Yeah. Won't have another vacation for a while, but I'm honestly kind of okay with it because, obviously, right. we did, like, Mexico, <laughs> and then, like, two weeks later, I did Alaska, and I'm like, if I don't have to go on a plane again in, like, another five years, I'm fine with that. Right. You're like, we're good. Yeah. And you said someone, you're, like, one of your last flights, right, took a long time to leave yeah right oh my god yeah so basically like and this was it was our last flight and it was supposed to leave at 11 p.m that's already rough yeah and we were supposed to get in at like i think one so it was like a two-hour flight 1 a.m mm-hmm. in port uh boston and like they loaded the plane really fast mm-hmm. like they were like all right we're getting everybody on right and we're like get out of here You're like so this looks good so with. far yeah it was like it was really smooth mm-hmm. and then like we were sitting on the plane the plane hadn't moved so we were still like sitting at the gate yeah just and, like, on the plane <laughs> i wasn't even really processing like that we were just like sitting there and mm-hmm. sitting there and sitting there and I don't think I really processed that until I actually finished my book. I read, like, 50 pages. Yeah. And finished my book, and I was like... You're like, wait, we still we haven't still even haven't taxied. Moved. Like, what's right. happening? Like, what is going on? <laughs> um, and then, like... And the flight attendant... One of the flight attendants kept walking by, and he was like, Oh, like, we're just dealing with a situation up there. Hmm. And I'm like... Hmm. You, Mister, must like to gossip because right. you would. You don't even need to say that, right? Like, we're dealing with a situation. 
Right. When you say <laughs> the word situation, like, right. my head immediately goes to, something's going on. Right. Like, there's some drama. And you're like, there's drama on this plane. Right. <laughs> and then the, then the captain came over the, like, speaker. Mm-hmm. And he made it even worse. <laughs> um, and he was like, and, and this was like, we, I don't think the plane actually started moving until like 11.59. So we sat oh my God. at the gate for an hour. That is so long to be sitting on a plane and not making any progress. Right. Yeah. Uh. Um. So, and he came on the speaker and he's like, oh, thank you everybody for your patience. Like, we're just trying to make sure that everybody gets to their destination safely. And then he goes... Safely and legally. And I was oh. like, oh, that's juicy. Shade okay, right there. <laughs> now you have to spill. Um, and so, like, the whole flight, and then we did the flight and it was fine and everything was good. Um, no, like, everybody, I think my whole family was kind of like, what was going on? Like, yeah. nobody knew, lots of speculation. Um, but, and also, like, so for some, some context, when we were walking up and, like, loading the plane, there was, like, this couple and like their two young kids mm-hmm. that were like standing like basically like you know when you go down like the ramp to mm-hmm. get to board a plane and yeah. they, that's what they put like they pile all the suitcases that are getting checked right so there was the couple was standing there mm-hmm. and like i'm not gonna judge but like they looked like a little rough around the edges mm. like the woman looked like kind of rough and she was clearly mad about something because she was like kind of like bitching to her husband about something mm. You're like, okay, um, interesting. I was just like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. And then, like, before the pilot came over the speaker to, like, make this announcement, I saw them, like, I saw her leaving the plane. So it, it had something to do with them. Oh. And so when we got off the plane, you know, flight happened, landed, like, got off the plane. We were walking. Uh, we had stopped because my dad had to go to the bathroom. So we stopped. Mm-hmm. and we So we were, like, some of the last ones, like, leaving the terminal that we came in at. Um, and so we were walking behind the flight attendants. Oh. And so they were gossip. talking about gossip. it. Um, and I of course now, like, I can't remember exactly what they were saying, mm-hmm. but it gave me the impression that maybe the situation was that this couple, and they had, like, first class seats. Like, they were, like, in the first class section. Okay. Um, I think maybe... They bought seats just for, like, the adults and thought they'd be able to just, like, hold the kids on their laps. Like, how big were the kids, you think? They were probably under four. Okay, but, but that's like, not, they, that's I not think, lap age. No, and I think, I think that was the issue, maybe, was that they were just trying to hold them on their laps. And, like, the kids were old enough that they needed actual seats. Here's an idea. Instead of spending <laughs> money on first class, buy normal tickets for all the people right. who need a ticket. Right. And I guess maybe, like... And we had this conversation, we talked about this at one point, like, in Mexico, because there was a woman who, like, had first class seat with, like, her young child. Right. And, but, like, I guess I could maybe see, if you had a lot of money, and money Mm -hmm. wasn't an issue, like, I could maybe see you wanting to buy first class seats, because there's more room. Oh, yeah. So the kid can, like, move around in front of the seat. Right. But, yeah, like, if your kid is over, like one or two years old, like, they they need their own seat. So I think that was... I think if they can sit in a chair... Yeah. They're supposed to be in a right. seat on a plane. So I think that must like have been... like infants you can hold. Yeah. So I think that must have been the scenario because, like, it's not like there were there weren't any police involved. Like, nobody mm-hmm. came onto the plane. And when he said legally, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, maybe it was, like, drugs. But if that had been the situation, like... I don't know how they would have gone through security. Police would have... Right. And also police would have been, come onto the plane yeah. to escort them out. So that's why I think, like, 
maybe there's obviously like legal rules about like who mm-hmm. needs to have a seat and who can be right. held in a lap. Like so I think right. So I think that's probably what happened. But it, it was dramatic. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I'm so surprised that the people checking tickets at the gate, yeah, weren't like, oh. Right. I mean, I guess they don't really, like, check your ticket. They just scan it. Like, they're not really seeing. Yeah. And I think if you bring a baby on a plane, I still feel like you have to have – you do something. It's not, like, a seat. But, like, you do something so that they can come through security and stuff, I thought. Yeah. I, no I could be wrong. So I'm like, how did these kids get through <laughs> onto yeah. the plane without no having idea. seats? Like, who, have, why did no one notice know. that? I have literally no idea, but I mean, also at that point, I was so exhausted that I wasn't paying attention to any of the shit mm-hmm. that was happening, so. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, that was the drama on the way back. Oh my god. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. And then, like, since then, we've had a very busy week. Oh my gosh. We've had a very busy week. In a good way. I'm like, I'm, we had a good time, yeah. but I'm so tired today. Yeah, I've um drank in more this past week probably than God. I have. I would, honestly, maybe even this entire year. <laughs> I feel that like this whole sure, past but... month has been a lot because it's like Mexico to now. Yeah, there's just been so many things where we've gone out and like been drinking, and so today um we're technically not drunk on a Monday. Uh, yeah, this is the only day of the week we haven't been drunk. Pretty much. We're also um, filming at, like, 2.30. Yeah. So we have Starbucks <laughs> so, today. Sorry yeah. to, you know, break the facade here. But right. um, we had a friend visit. Um, Morgan is, like, I grew up with her. Like She was, yeah. like, a mile or two down the road from me. Um, mm-hmm. And so she went to high school with us as well. Um, so we've been friends for a really long time. Um, but... She's, like, moved around a lot. She hasn't really been in Maine for a while, so she came and visited, which was really nice. Yeah. Um. So she came up. So first of all, we hung out Sunday. You and I. Yeah. Yeah. So we hung out on Sunday. Because that was when I had got, I, had like, was back, and so that was the first time right. we hung out after I got so back. So, like, we went out Sunday. Monday, we didn't do anything. Tuesday, we went to an event, which is basically unlimited drinks at it. Mm-hmm. and got pretty drunk and then mm-hmm. after that went out to a mexican restaurant and stayed out even later mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then wednesday is when morgan came out so we went out to dinner and got like some drinks after that and then thursday i was off with morgan and then we met up with emma after work yeah and went out to like breweries and stuff and mm-hmm. bars then and then friday night <laughs> We were like, we want to do a girls' night out. So we went out with our friend Michelle, like, all through the old port in Portland, like, to the bars we used to go to when we were, like, single, mm-hmm. like, just to, like, go and dance and stuff. So, like, it was a lot of drinking there. And so yeah. now we're, we're recording on a Saturday this week. And um, I think we both were like, you know what? Let's just go get Starbucks before we record because yeah. I, like, I'm not even really, like, hungover today. I'm just so tired. But I'm like, the thought of drinking right now. I can't. I just feel like I would be so bloated and have, like, the worst stomach ache. Yeah. I'm like, I, I have no interest in alcohol right now. None. No. No, and I won't for... Honestly, the next time that I probably will drink alcohol is the next time we record this. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't... Like I think I'm going to take kind of a break from... Yeah. Drinking, although... So, tomorrow's Father's Day. Oh, right. And so, I would love to just lay in bed all day. Yeah. Before going back to work, but... Mm-hmm. It's Father's Day, so I'm probably going to have to, like, drive up. 
I don't think I'm going to have to drive all the way to my parents' house. We'll yeah, probably meet halfway. Halfway. But either way, that's still, like, at least 45 minutes or an hour of driving one way. Yep. And then, they're like, my dad texts, like, things about breweries. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to drink anything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'll probably go to a brewery. And I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe we'll probably end up doing that. I would think, too. Mm-hmm. There's a brewery, like, 10 minutes down the road from my parents house and they that's a really good one don't get don't get wrong yeah it's like they they have like a really nice outdoor space just Mm -hmm. like in like kind of a wooded area and you can like walk down to a lake and Mm -hmm. like they have a dock and one point they were talking about yeah at one point they were talking about putting a bar down by the lake too so it's just yeah it's it's a nice spot but they go there all the time like my dad knows every single person he's not even just a regular he's almost like part of the staff at yeah. this point yeah <laughs> honorary like member like, of the he's brewery pretty good friends at this point with the owner mm-hmm. um it's yeah it's funny <laughs> but we'll probably end up there tomorrow yeah we'll, we'll and we're show. like oh my god i don't yeah. want to drink anything then you're gonna go because you don't want them to think like anything's off right with you or like god forbid they're like oh you're pregnant because you know anytime a woman decides not to drink like that's the assumption right god forbid <laughs> you just don't want to drink yeah so yeah i think i'm gonna Start pumping the brakes a bit, probably. Yeah. Not drinking as much. Cause I'm just Same. like, uh, and the thing, yeah, like I haven't even had any like really bad hangovers. Like mm-hmm. I normally, like, I like when I get hungover, I will throw up. Like I'm, it's a very nauseous hangover. Uh, it's always been like that, so that doesn't really even happen. But I've just had like so many like headaches, and I've just been so tired and bloated like all week. Yeah. And I also like need to cook more food at home because I've been eating out so much that I'm just like I don't I'm not even interested in any restaurants like yeah oh my god I'm like I, I need to eat a vegetable yeah I think. dude I know like just because my body I don't know if I've even like seen fiber <laughs> right <laughs> for yeah. a long time so my body's like uh we feel disgusting and I'm like yeah, yeah. I don't know why honestly mine has been rough this week too like I'm going to say, this is the part you can cut out at some point if you would like to. Um, Probably won't. <laughs> well, so, I don't remember what, I think it was, it was one of the nights that we went out with Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the night that we went to Opry, so that was, mm-hmm. thir- is that, that was Thursday. That was night, Thursday night, yeah. And um, I was so bloated that night, because we went to, we went to a brewery that, like, also serves really good like foods and snacks mm-hmm. and stuff and so we got we all got poutine with pork belly and mm-hmm. i think the cheese curds did me dirty yeah. i was so bloated that night well that so when like we left... that is so heavy because yeah. if you don't know what poutine is it's french fries with cheese curds melted on there gravy and then we got the pork belly, mm. like Emma said, and it's a whole, it's a huge bowl of them, and it's so good. But yeah, it's, it's so good. It's a heavy meal. It like ruined <laughs> my digestive system. I feel like because we left Opry and I was mm-hmm. so bloated that I had to unbutton my pants. Yep. In like normally I'd wait to the car, but I like started like, walking. Like I gotta do it right now. <laughs> yep. And I got home and I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a gas X to try to like dissolve I some like, of this. Get some of those. You do should. they work well? I think so, yeah. Because um, they have like they have like the liquid gel ones that you can take, but they mm. also have chewables. Okay, because I feel like I don't have anything for gas. I have I take tums like every day. I feel like because I have acid reflux. But yeah, no, I think I they that. help. I need that. Yeah, so you should get some. <laughs> so I usually take the chewables. Yeah, so this is gonna be a warning to you if you do get some. 
So typically the flavor that I get is mint. Okay. And it tastes, they taste fine. Like, it kind of tastes like the melt-away mints that you get at restaurants. Okay. Not as good, because they're right, a little bit it's more... medicine. Right, they're a little <laughs> bit more, like, um, gritty. Yeah. They're not as, like, smooth when you right. chew them. But, like, they taste fine, and, yeah. you know. But Ethan had gotten a box of Gas X. Mm-hmm. And he got the cherry flavor. That sounds gross already. <laughs> I already hate that. So we got home, and I'm, like, I think when I got home, I was, like, still a little bit drunk. Mm-hmm. And, like... Really, yeah. So I took this gas X, and I'm like, oh, my God. I think I'm going to throw up. Like, this oh, tastes no. so disgusting Ew. eating this. But I'm like, but I have to take it because I'm so bloated. Right. You're like, I'm my like, stomach hurts right. so it was bad. Like, my was entire body. <laughs> bloated to the point where, it, like, I was like, it was painful. Yeah. Um. So I took, <laughs> I ate that. And luckily, I did not throw up, but it was so gross. Yeah, so word to. to the wise, if you are... A bloated, gassy girly. Right. Don't <laughs> eat the cherry gas eggs because right. they taste they taste like medicine. They taste gross. <laughs> You're a hot girl with stomach issues. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so, yeah, we've had a long week. But today, mm. we have some fun topics for today, though. So, I just feel like there's been so much about, like, HBO shows and stuff because of The Idol, which, like, I don't need to get into that. I tried watching it. it it sucks um, for many reasons, but we're taking it back to a favorite that everyone agrees on, mm-hmm. White Lotus. Yeah. And so they've already started releasing some of the, like, casting and, like, where it's going to be, but we're ignoring that, and we are casting and making plot lines for what we would love to see mm-hmm. in season three. So we both have one, so we're going to share that with you guys today. Yeah. Um, and then we're also going to get into ranking some of our... Uh, childhood favorite franchise like fantasy yeah. franchises so we grew up in a good time of really like good time of like major like series novels, yeah, yeah that were made into movies mm-hmm. so we're gonna rank those right yeah so we have our starbucks in hand yeah and we're just gonna get into it <laughs> <laughs> get the White Lotus theme song as transition music for this, but Honestly, I think that it's... Um... We'll have to make a social video where we <laughs> use the theme song on Instagram. Right, yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't think I can like put it on the podcast, but I can yeah. put it, or you can put it on... Yeah. Um... Or I could sing it. Do, 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 Yes, that White Lotus. Um, so, White Lotus season one and two came out. Yeah. Huge hits, amazing rotating casts. And um, if you're not familiar with White Lotus, the concept is this is a chain of like high end resorts Mm -hmm. they have across the world. And each season seems to be set in a different White Lotus location. Mm -hmm. But typically, and so it's a great ensemble cast. I mean, they want, they win a lot of awards. It's very well written. It keeps getting better too. Yeah. Like I think as actors see. Oh, season one was a hit. Mm-hmm. And like, and then they brought on better people for season right. two, and I think it'll just keep. I think growing. it's gonna keep rolling, right? Yeah. And so, um, there's so many different dynamics and plots and themes that are explored, but there's usually some kind of similar theme that they like yeah. touch on for each season. But 
someone dies. Yeah, both seasons so far have opened with them, like, pulling dead bodies out right. of these hotels. and you don't know who the person that died is, and there's all these storylines happening where you're like, literally any one of these people could get killed. Yeah. Like, because there's so much intrigue and, like, all this crazy stuff happening, so... Season three, people are starting to talk about it. I'm not even going to get into, like, what they've said has, okay, like, I didn't even, been casted yet. I didn't even know that they have, like, started announcing this Yeah, stuff, and so, so I was trying not to read into it because I was like, I want to... You don't want it to affect your right. I know. Yet. I want to I want to cast it. I want you to cast it. I don't want us to be, like, tainted by what's actually happening. Because yeah. one thing that's really fun on TikTok is seeing all of the, like, fan castings that are happening. And some of them are so chaotic. Yeah. It's I'm excited. Hilarious. I'm excited for this. Right? Yes, it's going to be good. So, um, with that being said, right, it's going to, we're going to say where this White Lotus location should be. Yeah. We're going to talk about some of the, like, typical groups or storylines that we want to see in that and who we want casted in it. Mm-hmm. And we'll just go from there. And yeah. it might get pretty chaotic. But I feel like White Lotus, That's it's kind of camp with who they're casting. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like meta. So I feel like some of the things that are really chaotic that people want to be casted, um, could actually happen. Yeah. Right. Like it, like, and it's still a very serious show. So I think mine, I'll, I'll obviously talk about mine after yours probably, but like, I wouldn't say that I casted mine very campy. It's like, I mean, but also, I pulled this together in, like, 20 minutes, so... That's all right. <laughs> I didn't have too much time to put into, like, dedicated finding these people, but it's okay. That's okay. So, did you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care either. Why don't you Why don't you start? I okay. think yours is, like, probably longer and more detailed than mine is, so... So, I wrote out two main storylines, right? So, it's an ensemble cast. So, there's, like... Usually at least four different plots, if not, like, yeah. five happening. Um, I only really wrote out two, but then I had a bunch of other, like, ideas for storylines and who I would cast in it, but it didn't really flesh it out. Okay. And some of, the, some of those yeah. are really chaotic. Okay. Let's, yeah, I'm excited for this. <laughs> okay. So where I would like the White Lotus to be set is a ski resort in the Swiss Alps. I love this. I would if love it, If they don't too. do this, it'd be silly, because this, like, in my head, logically, is the best next step yeah and um so the first one was in hawaii and then the second one was in italy Mm -hmm. and so i think they're usually sticking to more like warmer places but i would love to see a ski vacation well because i feel like the two that they've done so far have been like super bougie yeah so like ski vacation are you kidding me so bougie you have to be so rich to do that yeah are you kidding and, like, yeah. I picked the Alps because I didn't want it to be in the U.S. again, but um, Aspen would also, or, like, Vail yeah. would kind of be a similar yeah. vibe. Yeah, definitely. Rich people skiing. Right. Okay. So my first storyline is about an author. Hmm. So there's a famous author and her wife on a retreat to write her next novel. The author is Meryl Streep, and her wife is Olivia Coleman. Oh, my goodness. So right there, I'm already, like, I would love to see them play yeah. off of each other because they're so insanely talented and i feel like olivia coleman is the one who she was like in the crown mm-hmm. and broad church and stuff okay yes yeah. yes and so meryl streep is shitty 
in this. I okay. I love myself. She's not nice in this series. I love an evil Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep in season two of Big Little Lies. So good. <gasps> I hate her like, so much. Right, Devil Wears Prada. I've never she, seen that movie. Oh, okay. That's a homework assignment. <laughs> Okay. I, I want to watch it with you, though, because I haven't seen okay. it in a minute. But okay. she plays kind of... She's not, like, evil, but she's definitely, like, a bitch. Yeah. And, like, I really love it. But anyway, so I would love to see Meryl Streep be shitty. Yeah. And so she's very selfish and very self-serving. Um, but Olivia Coleman's character I see as being very nice. Mm-hmm. And the way I see it is, like, they got together before Meryl was famous. Yeah. And the fame kind of, like, changed her, and she got very selfish and narcissistic because she just wants to be famous so bad and hold on to it. Mm. So Olivia Coleman is still, like, there trying to hold on and is very nice, but, like, Meryl Streep takes advantage of that. Yeah. Um, so she's a very famous author that has kind of a history of plagiarizing younger, smaller authors' Whoa. stories <laughs> that may try- be trying to, like, send stuff in without an agent to the same publisher or something. Yeah. Like, somehow she okay. gets... A hold of that or maybe they're posting things online um and then she basically because she's so powerful like she's like in my mind like a very prolific writer that like at household name mm-hmm. um she's so famous and also such an asset for the publishing house that they pay off these authors that she's plagiarizing with like hush money Whoa. but then they kind of get like blacklisted from the industry if they like try to do anything or say anything oh fuck <laughs> right so um, at the same time, so they're there because she's okay. she needs to write another novel. Yeah, she doesn't have an idea, so they're like, "Let's go on a retreat." Yeah, and Olivia Coleman just wants to ski. God damn it! Right, she just wants to <laughs> ski and be there for her wife. Right. Um. So meanwhile, there's also a bachelorette party. Okay, I there. love I. Yeah, I love this vibe. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the bride is from. Like, kind of a wealthy family, and she's also marrying a rich dude. Mm-hmm. And her best childhood friend is there, who is not rich and actually is struggling with money. Okay. Plus other college friends from the bride. Mm-hmm. So the um, the childhood friend isn't really, like, close with anyone else in the party other than the bride. So they all kind of have this, like, vibe going together, and they're all, like, pretty well off mm. and like in their careers and stuff. So she feels pretty, like isolated from them and just assumes that they're like not nice people because they're well off and not struggling which isn't true okay they're all actually kind of like good people but she just doesn't really give them a chance yeah um so i want the bride to be played by stephanie um sue who which she was from everything everywhere all at once she played the daughter i never saw that but okay she's very good and then i want the childhood best friend to be played by hunter schaefer okay Okay. Yeah. And then here are other members of the bachelorette party. Okay. Kiki Palmer, Sophie Turner, Emma Roberts, uh, Amanda Stern. Oh God, I just ruined that. Amanda Stern Sternberg. I literally cannot talk. I don't today. know who that is. She played Rue in the Hunger Games. Gosh, how old is she? She's like mid twenties now. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes me feel old. All right. And Bella Ramsey. <laughs> okay. So these are like all of her college friends, and then like. Hunter Schaefer's there, too. And so they're all kind of complex characters, but they're all, like, actually nice. But she's like, nee. Okay. So Stephanie and Hunter's relationship is very strained because Hunter is struggling financially. Mm -hmm. And so Stephanie paid for Hunter to go on the trip 
but told Hunter she paid for everyone else, too, when she okay. did Because okay. she just wanted her to go and not worry about Ooh. it. Um, and so Hunter is also struggling, like, mentally with stuff because she doesn't know what she wants to do in life. And kind of resents that Stephanie has things together so much. Mm -hmm. Not because she's, like, jealous of her friend. Like, she wants her to have those things. uh, But because she's worried about getting left behind. So also being on this trip with all the college friends Mm. makes her feel like that. Yeah. Um, But Stephanie is actually a good friend and wouldn't actually do this. So you kind of see that over the series in my head. But Hunter's just really in her own head about it and can't see it. Okay. Hunter Schaefer is one of the young authors that Meryl Streep has plagiarized. Oh, shit. So that's why she doesn't have a career, and she doesn't know what to do. Whoa. Doesn't know that Meryl Streep is at the resort. So it's just a coincidence. Okay. That they're both there. She's never actually met Meryl Streep in person, so Meryl will not recognize her. But she will recognize Meryl Streep. Mm Mm-hmm. And she almost becomes kind of obsessive with this, because she's there with her friend and all these other successful friends of hers. She feels like she's going to get like, left behind. She doesn't know what she's doing in life. She's struggling. And then she sees this woman who she sees is the reason why all of this is a problem. Hmm. Okay? So, she becomes really obsessive with her. She starts kind of stalking Meryl at this resort. But then she also starts getting closer to Olivia Coleman's character. Hmm. Because Meryl will, like, basically, like, lock her out of the room when she's trying to write. So she'll kind of just, like, go skiing by herself. Like, yeah basically on a vacation by herself, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Or she'll just, like, kind of be at the bar. And so Hunter's character will also kind of do those things because she feels like an outsider. Like, ostracized from the party. Yeah, and, like, sometimes they're going to go do things where she's like, I don't really want to spend money on it, even though Stephanie would. She's like... Yeah. Yeah, right? So she starts getting closer to Olivia's Coleman's character, and then they almost start to, like, have feelings for each other because they're kind Hmm. of like taking refuge in each other they're both like outsiders in their relationships and yeah things like that um and hunter knows that this is meryl's wife though oh so she kind of starts talking to her at first because she's like obsessive but then she actually starts like having feelings for her so it's very complicated but she's still like stalking meryl street and so meryl starts catching on that someone is stalking her Okay. Like, the weird little things happen, like, stuff's out of place in the room, or she, like, hears things, or, like, feels like someone's watching her. Um, like, one time, Meryl goes skiing with Olivia, like, she finally, like, convinces her to go, and then they have the, like, kind of, like, a la Gwyneth Paltrow, like, ski accident thing, like, she's standing on the mountain, like, having a little argument with Olivia, and then someone, yeah. like, like, blasts into her and leaves, like, a hit and run. Whoa. And it's Hunter. <gasps> Okay. So she kind of gets, like, shaken up by that, and it's, like, very bizarre. So she gets really paranoid, and she starts lashing out at Olivia Coleman's character even more. Okay. So a climax builds to one night Meryl is alone in the room, and she hears, like, the stalker come in. And she's, like, hiding, waiting for it to happen, and then she hits yeah. him over the head. <gasps> but it's Olivia. Oh, no! She kills her wife. <gasps> And because she's such a shitty person and she's so obsessed with her career, instead of calling for help, doing anything, she decides to try and cover it up and make it look like she went out skiing alone at night and, like, ran into a tree. Because what I see is, like, they have all the little, like, um, chateaus that, like, lead right out to the trails. So basically she starts freaking out. 
Um, she wants to save her career, so she dresses her up like Olivia up in her ski clothes and is like dragging her out to like the trees by the trails. And then Olivia wakes up. She's not dead. Meryl's oh just God. so narcissistic. She didn't <gasps> even check to see if she was alive. So she wakes up. And I see this as kind of like a Fargo-esque, like it's kind of comedic. Yeah. Obviously, it's like very serious, but it's also like kind of comedic as they're doing this. So Olivia like wakes up and she's like, what the fuck? Like she starts realizing that she's like, are you... Did you think you killed me? And instead of calling for help, you're covering it up? Like, so she realizes that and they have, like, a fight. And, um, she's like, you know what? You're a shitty person. I've been covering up for you for years. I know what you've been doing. I'm going to leak the names of all the authors. Oh, my God. So then she, like, runs back to the room and, like, locks Meryl out. And she finds her little journal that, like, she doesn't let anyone ever see and not even Olivia, and she finds, like, references to all this work, and then she can, like, figure out the names from that. But then, as she's doing it, like, the anger starts fading, and because she's a good person, she's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. There's just been so much, like, scheming surrounding her in her life, and just, like, toxic energy that she's like, I'm not gonna leak the names. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna leave her. Yeah. She's like, obviously, she's not the the woman I fell in love with. Like, I don't think there's any going back. Obviously. Yeah. She just fucking almost killed me. Right. I was going to hide the body, basically. Like, right. girl, get out. So, but she, like, leaves, she'll, like, leave a little note or she'll take the journal with her or something so Meryl knows that she has the names even mm-hmm. though Olivia knows she's not going to leak them. Yeah. Meryl's so narcissistic that she's just going to, like, obsess yeah. over that forever. So it's, okay. like, a little, like, psychological torture yeah. that she just leaves her with. She's gotcha. Like, suck. So... She kind of packs up and she's trying to, like, leave. Um, and she tries to leave without saying goodbye to Hunter because as she's going through, she realizes Hunter is one of the authors. Mm. And she's like, okay, this bitch has been lying to me the whole time. Oh, okay. Um, but she also understands that Meryl did, like, a really shitty thing to her. So she, like, feels bad for her, but also she's like, you took advantage of me and yeah, all of you people suck. And yeah. I get away. So she's trying to leave without saying goodbye. But Hunter sees her on her way out, of course, you know, mm-hmm. naturally. Sure. Um, and so she tells Hunter that she knows what Meryl did to her. And she also knows that she puts it together. She's like, you're the one who's been like messing with the room and stuff and like yeah. stalking her. She's like, but you need to move on because her character, like Meryl's character is right. so bad that she'll literally stop at nothing to save her career. And you need to stay away. She doesn't tell her that like, hey, she was ready to kill you tonight. Yeah. But she's like, just stay away for your own good, but mm-hmm. also stay away from me. Mm hmm. Because I don't think you're a shitty person, but you're about to, you're, like, walking that line. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, Hunter obviously gets mad. She's like, you're just going to let her get away with it. Like, you have all this info. You could, like, save, like, all of our careers. And she's like, I, basically, she's still like, well, I did love her at one time, and I just can't bring myself to, like, leak all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I know it's probably the right thing to do, but she's like, it would be out of me trying to get back at her. Right. So, I'm just, Sorry. I'm okay. not doing that. Yeah. And so Hunter is pissed, so she leaves. And she goes to Meryl's room to confront her mm-hmm. and probably kill her because that's how, like, she's just, like, just having a menti Seeing bee. red, yeah. <laughs> she's having a menti bee. Um, But as she's going, she keeps getting phone calls from Stephanie, which she's been ignoring because I, I foresee them having some, like, arguments and stuff, like, Okay, yeah, sure. Because of the pressure. Money and stuff, and yeah. 
And also because she keeps being like, oh, she just has this perfect life. She doesn't need me anymore. Right, blah, blah, right, blah. Right, 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 right. But also what I foresee happening, though, is like you see like little cracks in like Stephanie's relationship and things like that. But Hunter okay. just doesn't even pick up on yeah. them. Okay. So she keeps calling her, calling her. She finally checks the phone as she's like at the room, basically. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Stephanie's fiance has cheated on her. <gasps> Uh oh. And so she has a decision where she's like, "This is my one chance to go and clear, like, get her to clear my name, like, get back at her, whatever." Or do I go and like be there for my friend? Yeah. And she decides to go be with her friend. Aww. So, um, and then she's like taken aback that Stephanie's life isn't actually perfect. Um, and like, like I said, we've seen this, but Hunter hasn't seen this. So she kind of is like, oh shit. Like I have literally been ruining my own life. Like this thing was shitty, but I've been ruining my own life on top of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Hmm. So like, that's one of the people where like, oh, are they the ones that are going to die? But they don't die. Let's get to the storyline where someone dies. Can I just say first? (laughs) Okay. Not even like, so if you took out the fact that this was like a potential white lotus plotline like you should literally write that as a book like i'm literally not kidding <laughs> a thriller yeah that sounds I know, I feel that's like so good i want yeah. someone to make it into white lotus but but if it wasn't write it. <laughs> just write it as a book you know i just what I mean? feel like that would be so like fun to write a book or to have it as white lotus well just have the story like be a thing do it literally do it maybe it was that was so good i was like the whole time i was just like (laughs) so that was my first idea okay so also if you're familiar with white lotus you'll know the character i'm talking about but usually there's like a at least one character from the season before that like shows up in the next season Mm -hmm. and so there was a character named tanya Mm -hmm. played by jennifer coolidge that everyone loved and she was in both seasons and she ends up marrying this dude who, okay, these are spoilers for season two, but whatever. Um, she marries this dude, but he's actually playing her because she's really rich and he wants all of her money. He actually has, like, a lover who's in on it and helping him. Mm-hmm. And so she, like, meets all of these guys and it turns out one of them is her husband's lover and they're setting her up to be killed mm. on that vacation so that they can get the inheritance and they can have her money. And so it ends up that, like, she kills them not the husband because he's not there she like kills all the friends but like as she's trying to escape the boat like she jumps off and like accidentally kills herself yeah she like hits her head on a yeah some part of the boat so that was really upset and i want jennifer coolidge to come back so i'm making a hacky storyline for that to happen i also want (laughs) greg to die yeah so i'm making a Mm storyline for that to happen so greg is alive and well boo Boo. 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 And he's staying at this resort. And so his job is like wildlife, like game and wildlife land conservation, yeah. whatever. Um, the organization, I feel like, always makes me like pause because it has the same abbreviation as like something else. Yeah. And so I forget. But that's not super important. It's no. just. Yeah. So he's alive and well. Boo. And he's staying at this resort because he has a conference about climate change to go to in Sweden. So okay. that's why he's there. Okay. Um, he did, in fact, get very rich from Tanya's death. Mm. Boo, again. Boo. But his lover is dead, as we know. So go, Tanya. Good girl. So he's grieving. <clears throat> and he seems to be kind of haunted by what he did. Not because he feels bad, because he's a shitty person. And I don't think he's going to have a character arc where he's mm-hmm. going to get better. 
but he's really paranoid about people finding out hmm. because of how badly it went. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to make sure there's, like, no ties to him, so he's, like, freaked out. Yeah. So he mainly keeps to himself at the resort. Again, he's really paranoid until he sees, a, like, a ghost. Except it's not a ghost. Sonia. <laughs> Tanya had a twin sister she never talked about. She got a, So their mom was, like, seemed kind of shitty. So she got away from the mom when they're younger. And Tanya didn't want to just leave the mom. Mm-hmm. So she basically, like, they, like, cut ties. So Sonia's yeah. there, also played by Jennifer Coolidge, because I just want her <laughs> to be back. And she's, like, a very similar personality. Yeah. She's, like, a little bit more with it, but still, like, ditzy and fun mm-hmm. and just iconic, like um, Tanya was. Yeah. And so she's truly there just by coincidence. Okay. Just happens to be there. She doesn't even know that her mother and sister are dead. Because hmm. she doesn't, she hasn't talked to them. She hasn't talked to them, yeah. So she doesn't know. Okay. She married a rich man young when she, like, was leaving the mom and Tanya. Yeah. So that she could get out. Okay. And so, um, now she's just been living off the inheritance. But she's there to visit her daughter, who I would love to be played by, um, Anna Ferris. Um, how do I describe? Can you look her up? Yeah. Look up Anna Ferris. Because, um, like, she was in, like, the House Bunny and things like that. But she's a comedy actor. And I think she would play Jennifer Coolidge's daughter very well. think that that would be an easy one. Hold on. I'll right, just Google. Anna Ferris. Yeah, it wasn't coming up on IMDb, but let me see here. Anna Ferris. Okay. Okay. Is it this woman? Yes. Okay. She's really funny. She does a really good like, oh, no. Oh, okay. Like stuff like that. <laughs> All right. So... That's the daughter, and she's the manager at the resort. Okay. So that's why Sonia goes, but she only ever goes to this one. Yeah. So that's why she never ran into Tanya. Okay. Okay. Hmm. And so Sonia and Anna have a good relationship, even though, like, Sonia also is very ditzy like Tanya. And like I said, she only visits the specific White Lotus every year. She never wanted to go to the warmer climate ones. Um, so naturally, Greg freaks the fuck out. <laughs> He eventually realizes it isn't Tanya. Yeah. But he still can't help, like, stare every time he sees her because he's so freaked out. Yeah. Now, Sonya, who is very similar to Tanya, sees this and thinks this man is trying to flirt with her. (laughs) So she keeps trying to wave at him. Yeah. And, like, run into him almost like Tanya did when she was trying to date him originally. Yeah. So, like, she'll do the whole, like, hello from across the bar, and he literally is, like, this this ghost is haunting me. Like, yeah. he's, like, getting so paranoid. So he's trying to, like, run away from her. Okay. Basically. And so, just, like, a very comical set of events. And so, one day, he's skiing, and he sees her. And she sees him. She's, like, oh, hello, like, on the lift. She's, like, a chair behind him. Mm-hmm. So then he tries to get off really quickly and he's trying to ski away and she's like trying to ski after him. <laughs> so then he decides to go down a closed trail to avoid her. Yeah. And then he skis off a cliff and dies. Woo! And no one even notices that he's gone. I love that. 
karma and he's dead yay so that's so that's the person who dies in that's your, who dies. your show okay this is greg because he's trying to get away from i love Jennifer that Coolidge. <laughs> i was just trying to flirt with him i love that i think that would be so fucking <laughs> that would be amazing so that's kind of a silly one, but again, sometimes things are so camp that I could see well, something like, like that happening. The one, like, in season two, like, the way that Tanya dies is kind of, like, a it's silly so thing. It's so funny. It's, like, of course, like, as she's, like, trying to jump off this boat, she would fall and hit her head and right. die. She literally and like, found a gun, saved herself, killed all these people in the scary, like, mob yeah. mafia dude, <laughs> and then she goes to jump off the boat onto the little boat to get back to shore and fucking goes head first knocks herself out and falls in the water and drowns yeah like what (laughs) and it was like the way that they edited it too like no music it wasn't dramatic it was literally just like bonk and then like just quiet (laughs) (laughs) and it's like you're so sad but it's also like so funny yeah it was like one of those things where i'm like what the fuck like did that just happen (laughs) yeah so that's how i want greg to ski off the side of a mountain and kill himself because he's running away from his problems that he caused yeah and the fact that it's, like, running away from, like, Jennifer Coolidge. It's just Jennifer so- Coolidge being like, oh, <laughs> hi, hi. You know, like, that whole thing. Yeah. That's yeah. what I would like to see. I would love that. Um, so other, now we're getting into other storylines and casting that I was too lazy to flesh out. But they're yeah. still unhinged. Okay. okay. So the other hotel employees alongside Anna Ferris, where there's a lot of sexual tension. Yeah. Stanley Tucci and Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I would just love to see that. <laughs> I would love that. Can you imagine? That'd be so fun. Oh, my god. Those gosh. three, I think, would play off of each other very well, but especially those two. Yeah. So, because we're at a ski resort, I want there to be three ski instructors that are all friends. Ooh. Two boys and one girl. Okay. Where two of them were dating. Okay. And then they broke up, and then she started dating the other friend. <laughs> but wow. they all are kind of weird still, and then, like, one night things get weird, and they have a threesome. Okay. And then they decide to just kind of be like a thruple. I want this to be Sydney Sweeney's character from season one. Okay. Like she's making a come, like she's. She's coming back yeah. in her same role. Okay. But she's finished college now and she's taking like a gap year, but it's got, kind of turned into much Okay. Longer. So she's the girl. Then. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then Miles Teller and Glenn Powell. That's <laughs> who I want the boys to be. <laughs> First of all, because I'd watch that tape. Second of all, because of all of the drama with the cheating rumors with Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell, so I would like them to have a threesome with Miles Teller. And then just also a thruple. Also because last night we watched Top Gun. Not Top Gun Maverick, but we did watch little clips of Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, so. to get to the football scene yeah. specifically to show up. So that, they must have been fresh on your mind. Yes. That. <laughs> but I just thought, again, it would be so camp to, like, have Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell have to yeah to do that. It, yeah. Um, and then I just thought it would kind of make sense for her character from season one to be the type where she's like, it's progressive. We can just all date each other. Like, yeah. We don't have to have relationship like right. standards, That's, you know. Like we'll just all yeah, date. I love that. Right? That would be that would be like what her character would say too. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was fine. I love that. Um, so there's also a like tech retreat happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like CEOs and all the people from the board. Um, so basically, there's a terrible CEO, kind okay. of like an Elon Musk type of vibe. Yeah. And then there's, like, one woman who actually knows what's actually happening, and then a bunch of tech bros. Okay. So, but I want the Elon Musk character to be played by Jamie Lee Curtis. 
Ooh, it's funny. I almost put her in mine too. I know. I just want her to be in White Lotus, but I feel like she could do this. Yeah. Really well, but then I want the woman who knows what's happening to be played by Gillian Anderson. Okay. Because she's just like. Yeah. Really hot, and I love her. Yeah. Okay. But then. Here are the list of just, like, tech bros that are, they're all just kind of, like, broing out, like, trying to, like, hook up with people at the resort or hook up with each other, and then, like, they just all are, like, some of them are, like, nepotism babies, and some of them are actually, like, good at their job, but either way, like, they're just, like, jockeying for position within this group. Yeah, okay. Um, Simon Bassett, who was the Duke from season one of Bridgerton. Okay. Jacob Elordi, but he's a nepo baby in this. Oh, he would be. He he's gonna be Jamie Lee Curtis's son. Oh my god! Okay, Penn Badgley. Okay, Zac Efron, <laughs> Matt Bomber. I don't know who that is. Um, you would recognize him if you okay. if you saw him. But Dan Levy, and then Bowen Yang, and Amazing. I want this. I just want this cast of men. Some of them are straight. Some of them are gay. Yeah. Some love of them that. are bi. I love and they're that. all just like being bros yeah and being dumb and none of them actually are good at their jobs pretty much maybe a couple of them are but okay they're just like dude bros tech dude bros at this retreat i love that (laughs) and now in the running for dysfunctional families trying to put the pieces back together Mm -hmm. i could like so i took this one off but um kendall roy and his yeah family from succession yeah I thought about, like... Just them. I thought about trying to bring... Playing themselves. I was going to say, I thought about trying to bring that into mind, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, having, like, a, a HBO show crossover where yeah. it's literally actually their characters. Right. Like, post-succession. They would fit in a, in a White Lotus. Oh, 100%. Very well, because they're they very have, dysfunctional like, they have, rich. Yeah, they have, like, the feral vibes that, yes. like, the families need to have on right? White Lotus. Yeah. So them. Um, but that's not very original, but I would love to see it, right? Yeah. Um, so, twin sisters that are adults and they have families and stuff, but the twin sisters would be Jessica Chastain and Dallas Bryce Howard. Because they look like fucking twins. Because when they were in The Help, I thought they were the same character <sighs> I for part of it. I mixed them up so much. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know what was happening. Okay. So, there's that. Um, a father and son duo of Steve Buscemi and Bill Skarsgård. Because if you look at photos of them next to each other, they, like, yeah. they could be. <laughs> and I think they would be really funny. That would be amazing. Um... Again, another, like, sister duo. Um, so okay. we have Portia come back. Oh. So, but we'll have Haley Lou and Zoe Dooch because they also look like the same person. Okay. Interesting. And then Portia would be back. Okay. Um, and then I thought of, like, what if we had, like, a bunch of, like, females from one family all come? They're very dysfunctional. And I was like, what if it was Margot Robbie and all of the other actresses that look like her? Yeah. So Margot Robbie... <laughs> Emma Mackey, Samira Weaving, Jamie King, Jamie Presley, and Faith Ford. I would just love to see them all. And, like, there's probably, like, a mom and then, like, Margot Robbie and someone else's, like, sisters. And then, like, yeah. some, like, daughters in there. It's so... Like, cousins. I think that would be so fun. It's so funny because Madison and I talked about... Because she has a picture in our notes doc and we talked about it before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And it was the type of thing where I was, like... I had looked at it ahead of time and I was, like, I know that... Like, there's at least five different people here, but there are two of them. I literally thought one was Margot Robbie and, like, Margot Robbie when she started acting, like, yeah. when she was, like, super young. You're like, there's two Margot Robbies in this photo, and I'm like, nope, those are six <laughs> different people. <laughs> 
So I think that that would be, and like they all do look alike, for sure. Right. I think the only one maybe who looks a little different is the girl from I don't know what which one like what her name is, but the girl from Sex Education does look a little bit different. But yeah, and the thing is though, if she had her hair blonde and like, because the photo I put in is her character from Sex Education, which yeah. has like, really like messy eye makeup and her hair is like frizzy and like pink and blonde. I think if she had like blue contacts, she would look. Yeah. Much more similar. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and if they kind of just like did her hair and makeup like that, she does mm-hmm. look like she could be like a daughter. Yeah. You know? Totally. Also, they wouldn't even have to give her blue contacts. Right. Because if she's a daughter, maybe the father has brown eyes. Right. Yeah. That would so, be amazing. I would love to see that. Yeah. So that, that's my, that's my list of things I would love to see in a season and it's very chaotic, but I think it's fun. That's amazing. That was so good. <laughs> I feel like you need like a round of applause, standing ovation. That was my creativity. Yeah, dude. Wow. <laughs> okay. So how would you cast it? What would okay. Happen? I'm going to preface this by saying that mine is not nearly as detailed as yours is at all that's okay like i just I, really got into it this morning <laughs> yeah i scrambled this afternoon like right before you got here today to write something so okay so i knew that you were doing the ski resort one mm-hmm. so i did not um i did not i i didn't obviously want to do that mm-hmm. um so i was trying to think of like what would be different from what they've done in the yeah. first two seasons. So, mm-hmm. obviously, one was, like, in, like, a tropical location. One was, like, a Mediterranean vibe. Mm-hmm. You're covering, like, mountains. So, I was, mm-hmm. like, okay. First, I was, like, oh, maybe i do, like, a jungle, like, resort in, like, mm. Costa Rica or something like that. Um, but then I decided to do a coastal New England I love this. resort. Yeah. It's on Nantucket. Oh, that's good. So I, and I think part of it was I just finished a book. Um, called The Perfect Couple by Ellen Hildenbrand mm. that takes place on Nantucket. Okay. It was like, it was like, kind of like a murder mystery vibe. So I, I think I was like a little bit still like inspired off of that. Mm-hmm. But this felt like, that felt like it would make the most sense for like a New England summer kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when I think about the characters and the cast, mm-hmm. I thought about the first two seasons and I, I broke it down and like, usually when they make these shows, they have... Some sort of family that's there. Yep. Um, one or a couple of couples. There's always, like, a couple there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I-, I could call it a lone wolf. In mm-hmm. the first two seasons, it was Tanya, obviously, yeah. like, kind of, like, doing her own thing. Like, right. I guess more in the first season she was a lone wolf, but, like, not in the mm-hmm. second because she had her assistant. But, like, mm-hmm. that's the vibe. And then, obviously, like, I-, I didn't go crazy with the staff, but, like, I... I-, I- wrote some characters for the staff so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll start there so thinking that the concierge like the or the hotel manager person's running the hotel mm-hmm. is a, a very young woman okay. whereas before it's been kind of like middle-aged like older people mm-hmm. running this so this is a very very young woman she's like maybe re- recently out of college or like it's her first like big break in the industry like mm-hmm. as a hotel manager um she grew up on nantucket so she's local and she had like some sort of connection to the hotel like somebody okay. in her family knew them so was able to get the job mm-hmm. um in my mind she's like really optimistic and like upbeat and wants everything to be perfect mm-hmm. but with that she's also like super anxious and if one little thing goes wrong uh, she starts to like, like go a little crazy <laughs> okay yeah. okay um so this is gonna be played by Elle Fanning I love that yeah, I this is love a, this is, that. I think maybe the only person that I cast, and I'm like, this feels so right. That feels really. I also love Elle Fanning. Yeah, 
So, so like, I'm imagining, like, her, you know, being, like, really have like, oh, but, like, like having a nervous tick of, like, oh, my God. Oh, huh, what do you mean? That's <laughs> <Yeah>. not planned. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. That's the vibes. I love it. Okay. Um, the other, like, maybe the person who works the front desk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I base this character off of the person that I cast. Okay. And I also think that I chose this person because I've been watching Parks and Rec, so in my mind I'm like, yes. So the other person who works at the front desk is Billy Eichner. Um, yeah, I almost put him in mind, too. I love him. So obviously this character is, like, very straightforward and mm-hmm. sometimes offensive. So when this mm-hmm. dynamic of these two characters is, like, he sometimes will be like, somebody will be like, oh, can I get some extra towels? Like, we've already given you two towels a day, bitch. What else right. do you need? You know, like, not like that, but, yeah. like, kind of, like, somewhat offensive. And she's like... Okay, now, like, no, like, right. calm down, She's like, oh, oh ha, ha, he's kidding. <laughs> right. Ha, ha, he's, his sense of humor. <laughs> right. So that's the vibes of the staff. That. Okay. Um, next, I'm going to go to the couple. Okay. Because this is, like, the key of the whole plot. Mm-hmm. So the, this couple is an older man. Okay. And a much, much younger woman. Oh, classic. Classic. And it's obvious that, like... This guy, this woman is his mistress, and he's taking her on vacation. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um. So the man... Hit me with it. Also inspired by last night is Tom Cruise. Because if you look at pictures <laughs> of him, he looks like he's, like, you basically plucked oh, him from, like, preppy God. Massachusetts. And, like... Yeah. Yeah. So imagine oh him in, like, Cruise. in, like, those, like, salmon-colored shorts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a blaze. Like, you know what I mean? Tom like, Cruise. the white shirt, like, unbuttoned yeah. a bit. Yeah. My backup was Alan Ruck from Succession. That's his name, right? Yeah. He plays Connor. That would be really good, Yeah. So that too. was So that was my backup. Okay. Okay. I like both of those. The woman yeah. is Madeline Klein. Oh, my God. Perfect. Okay. Yes. And so the thing about this couple mm-hmm. is that this woman, Madeline Klein, mm-hmm. talks very openly about the fact that she's his mistress and, like, does not care. Okay. He's, like, talking about their situation, talking about the fact that he has a wife. Right. It's just openly she's talking just about this. All right. And so they make everybody else at the resort kind of uncomfortable everyone's like because she's like this weird couple doing you know things like oh yeah like i mean he brought his wife to like santorini last week but like we got to go to nanta you know like she's like openly taught like she does not give a fuck right she's the other woman like she doesn't care and she's telling everybody so it's like kind of brings that humor vibe oversharing yeah strangers at a resort which we know happens did you watch glass onion yes so like kind of her character in that where she's really kind of like bubbly and like a little ditzy like mm-hmm. that's the vibes okay of this woman okay so that's the couple um the family so it's a family of four okay. and they're going on vacation to celebrate their youngest child's high school graduation mm-hmm. um and so this kid who graduated high school also brings his girlfriend who i have a storm reed um from euphoria she plays oh. gia like the um, yeah her sister yes um and this girlfriend storm reed will say is, like, just constantly mind-blown about how dysfunctional this family is. Awesome. She's just kind of like, what the fuck? Right, because like, you're, people like, are outside eyes. Right, like, they're openly screaming at each other, <laughs> like, in front of all of these people. Yeah. Like, why are they so crazy? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So the two parents are always fighting mm-hmm. because the dad, he's just like an all-around good guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just like really happy and upbeat. So yeah. I have him as Jason Sudeikis. And I'm thinking like Ted Lasso vibes, okay? Oh, perfect. Like Golden Retriever boyfriend Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, and the mom, who I have is Anne Hathaway. Oh, I was going to – I thought we were saying Olivia Wilde. I, I thought about it. No, I thought <laughs> like, about it. because so funny. Because I thought about doing – I literally – The son is Harry that Styles. Like, that was <laughs> – but Olivia Wilde was like, initially I'm like, that would actually, like, they'd actually be dysfunctional on the show because they probably right. are dysfunctional in real life. No. But then I was like, I mean, I was probably thinking too realistically about it, but like, there's no way you could get those two to actually play a husband and wife. But no, show. perfect but, casting in my mind. Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde, dysfunctional <laughs> parents, son is Harry Styles, the girlfriend, Florence Pugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's the most chaotic fan casting I think we're gonna get to today. <laughs> yeah, but okay. But yeah. Back so, it up. <laughs> so I have I have Anne Hathaway. I do mm-hmm. think about Olivia Wilde, but I went with Anne Hathaway. That's also so a very good choice. She's constantly just like pissed off. I mean, like mm-hmm. she's just having a, trying to have a relaxing week, mm-hmm. like just trying to be by the pool. And he just wants to do everything, get the kids involved, right. and, like, do all these activities. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want, like, literally leave me alone. He's like, I don't want to have a family right now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I have, so they have um, the oldest daughter, so their oldest kid is a daughter, mm-hmm. who I have is Jenna Ortega. Oh, my God. She's just gloomy, and she, like, doesn't want to be there. She doesn't want to yeah. be involved. Like, yeah. she's just, like, annoyed that she's here. And she's just, like, kind of, like, sneaking drinks. Mm-hmm. Not 21, but she's, like. Sneaking drinks mm-hmm. and just, like, drinking the whole time. Yep. Um, I'm going to come back to her in a minute. Okay. The son who graduated high school I have is Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Oh. He plays Mike. And he's also in It. Yeah. And, and yeah. so he's dating. He's dating Storm Reid. Okay. Um, and he's kind of actually also annoyed to be there because he doesn't have to celebrate his high school graduation with his parents. Yeah. Like, so, most kids want to go yeah. with their friends. Yeah. So. Okay, so that's that's the dynamic mm-hmm. of the family. Okay. So lastly, that brings me to the last character, the lone wolf. This is, like, kind of an older woman. Um, she's kind of scary and intimidating uh, and mostly just, like, drinks alone at the bar mm-hmm. and will, like, make questionable comments and, like, that are really mysterious and mm-hmm. vague, okay. but, like, not vague enough where you're like, oh, she's just crazy. It's like, wait, what did you just that say? That seems really specific. <laughs> yeah, but like... No, like you, the comments that she's yes, making. Yes, exactly. Saying. Right, yeah. like, did that actually happen to you? Like, did you actually kill somebody? Like, right. those kinds you're of things. You're like, why do you know what, what that right. is? Like, what? <laughs> exactly. Um, and so okay. I have this as Angela Bassett. Oh, my God. I would love to see her play anything. Yeah. But that seems like a really good character yeah. for her. So she's just, like, kind of, like, always drunk at the bar. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay. So those that's that's the the cast of characters. Mm-hmm. So the show starts with a body being pulled from the hotel pool. Okay. And obviously, Al Fanning is fucking freaking out. Mm-hmm. She's like having like a nervous twitch because she wants the start of her career to be perfect, and right. it's obviously not going. Yeah, away. I would say a dead body in the pool is uh pretty far from yeah. perfect. There. Yeah. So the one thing yeah. that I didn't like, I kind of forgot that White Lotus does this. Is I didn't necessarily set this up. Where, like, you're always wondering, oh, who is it that ends up being killed? Mm. Like, I don't, I didn't necessarily write this this way because right off the, like, not right off the bat, but, like, it's definitely revealed that Madeline Klein is the one that was murdered. So the mistress yeah. of, of the Yeah. I feel like it's fine to, because you never know. Maybe they don't want to do the same thing every single time. Yeah. Or you don't know. But maybe like, they want you to know. Right. On purpose. But what I will say is, like, 
what they don't reveal is, like, you don't know who kills her because everybody could have had a motive. Mm. So, you know, maybe it was her boyfriend that she's having an affair with. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, he... Because she's fucking going around blabbing, telling right. everybody under the sun. He's like, mm-hmm. she's not keeping this a secret. My family's going to find out. Like, mm-hmm. if this is how she's talking to everybody else about our situation, mm-hmm. like... It's like total strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she could be telling anybody, my mm-hmm. wife and my family and my kids are going to find out that I'm having an affair. So, like, mm-hmm. gotta kill her. I don't know. Maybe it was him. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, maybe it was Jenna Ortega's character. Because what I did not say is that as she's sneaking away secretly, like having her little drinks, having drinks, she becomes friendly with Madeline's Madeline Klein's character. Oh, and so she meets Madeline Klein and her older gentleman boyfriend Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. They meet each other. They hang out at the mm-hmm. bar. And when Madeline Klein is not looking, Tom Cruise, like, starts to flirt with Jenna Ortega's character, uh, which is massively inappropriate because he's, like, probably 60, 65. Yeah. And this is, like, this girl is, like, maybe, like, 19 or 20, right? So, yeah, okay. So, like... 30-year-old man. Yeah, so he's kind of, like, starting to be friendly with her. Yeah, he's like, and I gotta move Jenna, on to an even younger model. Right, and Jenna Ortega is, like, infatuated with him. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this man is so hot. Mm-hmm. Like... And he's interested in me. Like, right. I think maybe I'm in love with him. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's Jenna Ortega's character mm-hmm. who kills her because she's like, she I him. want him. Like, mm-hmm. I want him to be mine. I don't want Madeline Klein in the picture anymore. Mm-hmm. Could have been her. Um, or maybe it was the receptionist because Madeline Klein is going around blabbing her mouth about like, oh, I'm coming here with my, like, boyfriend who's mm-hmm. married. And like, mm-hmm. maybe um, Elle Fanning is like, this girl is going around talking openly about her relationship. Mm-hmm. She's ruining the reputation of this hotel. I don't want to become known as this place oh, where people are going to take their mistresses. Yeah, and, like, mistress resort. <laughs> exactly. So maybe it was her. Yeah. Okay. But No. It was Angela Bassett's character who killed Madeline Klein. Why? Because in her past, she had been cheated on by Greg. By Greg? <laughs> <laughs> she is Greg's ex-girlfriend, ex-wife before oh Tanya. I love that we pulled Greg back in. I think and he so, has to be pulled in. I think he has. That's why I did that. I added that last minute. I was like, oh, I got to pull him we in. We got to have Greg so, in there. Okay. So <laughs> she's really sensitive about... People cheating because she was cheated on. She just kills her. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she's also crazy and, like, I don't okay. know. I haven't, again, I didn't flush this out, thir- like, thoroughly. But, like, she, I'm in my head, I'm like, maybe she was, like, in law enforcement or, like, had some sort of time. Like, she's, like, she seen some, some like, shit. like, some training in there. She knows what she's, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like, she's, like, kind of crazy and, like, maybe she's, like, killed somebody before. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, she's, like... She's mysterious. She's creepy. And there's some trauma. And, yeah. And so that's what I have, that she killed Madeline Klein mm. because Madeline Klein was just going on around blabbing her mouth about how she's having an affair. And this woman was like, I've I've been the, like, wife at home. Yeah. And I hate that you're, like, so ha- – like, you don't care about being the other woman. And I hate that. And you're ruining somebody's family, so fuck you and I'm killing you. Um, so that was, that was my – my write-up of White Lotus Season 3. I would watch it. Yeah. I Again, need to I, make it. Why? I, wrote this, I love that. I wrote this in, like, 20 minutes, so it's, like, very all over the place. And not fleshed out, but, like, yeah. I that's like kind it. of the vibes I was thinking. I don't know. 
<laughs> I especially like the Jenna Ortega storyline. I think yeah. that's really good. Yeah, I know. That was once, like, that's when I really started clicking when I was writing this. Is like, mm-hmm. okay, Jenna Ortega is also involved with Tom Cruise because mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is a creep who is, like, going mm-hmm. after really young women. Right. And we also just want to see Tom Cruise uh, flirting with people because he's hot. I mean, he is hot. If I was a 20-year-old yeah. and I met him and he was 65, I'd be like... I'd probably... Yeah, I'd probably go yeah. for it. Even though, yeah, that's problematic, but... Yeah. I would, I would probably go yeah. for it. <laughs> Even Honestly, though yeah. um, we know Tom Cruise is a bad man, okay? We get it. I know. I almost he's didn't put him in because I was like... He shouldn't deserve to be included because he's a bad person. Right. I'm like, but he's really hot. And also the character is a bad person, so... So maybe, you know, fits. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I will say, I don't think he's a good enough actor. No, probably not. He's good at action sequences, things like that, yeah. but I don't know if he would be able to probably not. do it well. Yeah. We've seen the, we saw the yeah. sex scenes in both Top Guns. They were rough. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know, he's not a good actor, but it's like, visually, like, there's a picture visually, of him. Visually, I would love that. There's a picture of him, um, like, with older, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's this one. I'm going to show you. Where, like, I'm like, he looks like a Kennedy. You know what I mean? Oh, so like, I saw this picture, I'm like... I want to ruffle his little hair. Like, I saw this picture, and I was like, he would totally be the mm-hmm. type to go to Nantucket with um, a girlfriend who's he's having an affair with. I love how you're going to have a video of you just holding up, like, a life-size photo almost <laughs> of Tom Cruise. <laughs> just talking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at him. He's meant to be a scumbag. <laughs> it's just meant to be. A preppy Massachusetts it's scumbag. It's not even method acting. It's just living. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I guess we'll have to see what's in store for us. I'm excited. Yeah. For season three. I know we're going to like it even if it's not our storylines. Yeah. Probably 100% won't be. No. But it's Mike, Mike White does it. Yeah, right? I think that's the same. Yeah, Mike White, if you're listening to this, we love you. We sponsor love us. Everything that you do. Yeah, you personally sponsor us, please. We love everything you do. We white, love White Lotus. If you want to steal any of the ideas we had today. Go ahead. Take them. Go ahead. I would love to see you run with that. Yeah. Not that you need ideas from random fans, but if you are taking suggestions. Yeah. Any of these. Hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> we'll give you permission. Right? I'm like, take it. I won't say you're plagiarizing. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what are we what are we rating from YA fantasy series I'm from our childhood? I'm so excited for this. This was something that I was I had written down. I was like, Madison, can we do this? Oh my gosh, um, I know. We got very excited about it. Yeah. The other night at the event where there was unlimited drinks. Like, yeah. all of our other friends were talking, and we totally, like, were not paying attention to anything they were saying, and we were just having, like, a full, drunk, loud conversation. About books, yeah. About these, and we got very excited. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, basically, I, I mentioned this earlier. Um, but we grew up in a time period where there were just like a ton of really awesome books that then got turned into movies mm-hmm. or TV shows. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I'll I'll list them, mm-hmm. and we can decide what we may or may not want to talk about. So Harry Potter number one. Not this is not me ranking it. This is this me is just listing one. what we're going to talk about. Okay. Harry Potter, mm-hmm. The Hunger Games, mm-hmm. Twilight. Mm-hmm. Percy Jackson. Mm-hmm. I have Divergent on here. Mm-hmm. 
We could also talk about Pretty Little Liars if you want to. If you want to, if, if that counts. I think it counts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are the big ones that, mm-hmm. like, were series that then got turned into some sort of film. Yeah. So, that's where we're going to start. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah, you go first. Okay. And I will also say that, like, I haven't, some of these I haven't read all of mm-hmm. them, and some of them I haven't watched all of them. Yeah. I think that's fine, because it's the same with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, should we, should we go, like, one, two, three, four, five, seven, or should we go, like, five, four, three, two? Yeah, go bottom up to Bottom top. up. Okay. So, for me, at the bottom, and nothing against the series, because it was, it was good, mm-hmm. but it's just not the level of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, Divergent. Yeah, that's one that I never got into. Yeah. So, I read the first, and I guess for context, we can do a quick plot description. Yeah. Like, basically, what is it? I, I yeah. don't really know. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, it is, like, a, I guess, dystopian future society mm-hmm. okay. where and i'm gonna pull up a description of this just so i don't butcher it um but basically the society is like separated into what they call f- factions um and what these are it's basically like it takes your skills and like what you enjoy mm-hmm. and it like puts you with all of these people okay. who have the same skills and you have certain jobs and you, like, live in, like, a neighborhood with all of these other people. Okay. So it's very separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically it follows this girl named uh, Tris. I think her name is Beatrice. And they call her Tris. Okay. Um, and it's about her, like, getting placed into what her faction is. So you, like, take a test. It's basically like an aptitude test. Mm-hmm. And then they'll tell you, like, they'll recommend certain ones to you. So when she takes this test, she is basically told that, like, she could fit into multiple like, her okay. skills and her, however she answers it, she could fit into multiple mm-hmm. of these factions, which is rare. And so she, she's called what they call a divergent. Okay, hence the which name is, of the series. Yes, okay. which is a threat to society because they're free thinkers and they don't necessarily mm. fit into a box. Okay. Um, and so basically the series is about, like, her going to, jo- to join the one that she strongly identifies as. And she's told to keep the fact that she's divergent a secret. Um, so she joins the one, it's called Dauntless, which is, like, the warriors, basically. Okay. And they, like, protect the society. Mm -hmm. So she goes and joins this, and it's about her, like, training and, like, getting into this, um, this faction. Mm -hmm. And then, basically, what happens is the government takes over and, like, tries to mind control everybody. Oh. And... The only people who are unaffected, like, basically, it's, like, I don't know if it's, I think if they in- have injected everybody with something, mm. and it, like, basically turns them into, like, robots that they can control and, like, f- like make an army out of. Oh. But if you're divergent, that doesn't affect you. Okay. So she, so her and, like, the other people that she's met that are divergent are, like, trying to fight back against the government, basically. Okay. All right. And All right. there's a love story in there. And yeah. Some her. her person that it's like her instructor mm. in her faction and he's also divergent so it's it's that whole was that the one played by theo yeah james yeah okay yeah. and so another white lotus reference he's in season yeah two yeah theo white james lotus. is the theme of this episode i guess right. <laughs> um so that's that's the plot again i only read the first two books and i think i only saw the first movie so like mm. i mean it was good mm-hmm. like i'm such a sucker for like and it's funny 
a lot of these books, not I'd say half of them are like the plot is like basically you being categorized. I'm like I'm such a like slut for an online quiz. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like tell me, aptitude like, test, tell me about like, myself. Right. <laughs> so like I'm such a sucker for books where like the character like gets sorted into some sort of group and mm-hmm. then like meet. You know, Harry Potter's yeah. like that. This like the Percy Jackson books are like that. It's like all so. It's almost like dealing with like fate. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked these books, but um, again, I didn't didn't finish a series, didn't watch all the movies, so it just it just doesn't hold up like the other ones do. Mm. So that's what I will put at one, two, three, four, five, number six. Yeah, I would also put that as my yeah. bottom one, mainly just because I never got into them. I kind of yeah. forgot that they existed until I started seeing people like posting clips from the movie on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and I feel like that one wasn't as like big culturally. It wasn't. I mean, they didn't even. It finish. didn't have like a grip on us. Yeah, you know, like the other ones did. Yeah, I would agree, definitely. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even finish making the movies. I don't think. Maybe they oh. did. I don't know. But it was like I think it also, at least when they were making the movies, was like on the tail end of like when all of these other series were big. So I think they were trying to like latch mm-hmm. on to, like. Get some the momentum. momentum. Yeah. And it just, like, fizzled. Like, the other ones had ended. So it kind of right. just fizzled out. And I yeah. feel like they just weren't probably getting the attention that they wanted. So that would be my number six. Mm-hmm. I think I have to do a tied for fourth place. Okay. Because I can't, I can't rank these two four or five because they're very different. Okay. And I love them for very different reasons. So... Tied for fourth place, I'm going to put the Percy Jackson series mm-hmm. and Pretty Little Liars. Okay. Okay. And here's why. Mm-hmm. So, and it's actually, it's for the same reason, kind of, mm-hmm. but, like, very different. So, um, Pretty Little Liars, I only read one of the books. Mm-hmm. It was good, mm-hmm. but I didn't, like, go out and buy the rest of them. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was, like, I was working at a bookstore um, like a, a college bookstore and I was working on Saturday and it was slow and I just pulled it off the shelf Yeah, and I read it in like one sitting and it was great, but I'm like, I'm not going to go buy the others. And so did you read it like after they had... Yeah, after I had watched read. probably most of the show. Okay, so I read them Okay, when we were like in middle school. Yeah. When they like first came out. Yeah. So I feel like it's a very different experience when you're reading yes. it as like a 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say like, so with... With the Pretty Little Liars, like, I the show mm-hmm. had such a hold on me, and it still I know it, did. it still, still does. does. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that show with a passion. It's so bad, but it's so good. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like for me, I didn't really ever get into the. So I watched the show a bit when it first came out. Yeah, because I was a huge fan of the books and it's funny because morgan was too Mm -hmm. so there was like four books that originally came out and then the author wrote like four more or something like that and so like morgan had one of the newer ones so like she let me borrow it so those books had like a hold on me i'm sure that if i was in middle school when i read them i would have been obsessed obsessed with them i'm sure of it 
because it's like talking about all these things in high school and you're in middle school so you're just like yeah. you're like oh my god high school sounds so fun and then they yeah. like, have all these relationships and there's all the mystery with like a and like who yeah. killed Allie and all of this stuff but then um at the same time I was reading like the click books okay which I think are those the Gossip Girl was kind of like, either Gossip Girl was based or adapted off those books or those books were like similar to the book Gossip Girl was. But yeah, it was like a similar like clicky girl high school drama book and I was like, I was eating it up. Yeah. Eating it up. Oh yeah. So I I think I would like also have those two ranked the same. Yeah. They were have pretty similar rankings so I'm just going to talk about it while you're talking about it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but... Yeah, I never really got into the show because I started watching it and then I got mad because I was like, they're doing things different from the books. And okay. I loved the books so much yeah. that it was like pissing me off and I kind of fell off. Yeah. Um, And then I just like never got mm. back into it. You should rewatch it. It's <laughs> Honestly, I've watched that show all the way through and there's a lot of seasons. Well, that's the thing. They like went really far. Like that yeah. was, it was, was it ABC Family? Yeah, and then it, it and then was turned freeform. to Freeform. And I think that's why Freeform had to switch, was because of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, it was not a very, like, it w- they're like family type this vibe. This isn't a family show anymore. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, gosh, the show had such a hold on me. Like, all of the actors and the characters I loved. Mm-hmm. I will say that, like, it was bad. Like, it's a bad, it's, yeah, you know, it's kind of a bad show because, like, the plot is the same for, like, seven seasons, basically. Right. They keep just, like, having, like, A. Yeah, and then... Be there. Like, A keeps coming back, and it's somebody different. Right. And Someone picks up the mantle of A. It's like the Saw franchise, almost, where it's, yeah. like, there's always Jigsaw. Oh, we thought we caught him, but we yeah. didn't, you know? And like, then, like, they used... And sorry, this is going to be a spoiler if you haven't watched Pretty Little Liars. I think but, that... I, I don't know if it's a spoiler at this point. I think it's been years. I think we're okay. Um, <laughs> they used, like, the secret sibling storyline twice yeah they did which was like especially the last one like oh surprise spencer has a secret twin sister who like was separated from them and has lived in england i'm like that that's (laughs) wild to me because it's it's not even like secret sibling it's secret twin sibling which is like that one is same yeah like yeah and then like well isn't that like Allie had a secret twin they weren't twins though so it was, um, she basically, so, gosh, I think it was the second A. It wasn't Mona. It was yeah. Cece, um, yeah. who was Charlotte. And that was their older, and that was the thing, like, so their old, her older sibling. So that, that sibling oh. was older than Jason. I thought that they were supposed to be twins in the book, but I've Maybe they were. been so long. But isn't, Maybe they were. is it not the same actress that played no. Allie? Oh. No, it's the same actress that played Spencer at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's just Spencer twice, and they just put more eyeliner on her and make her have a bad English accent. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, overall, like, the, the it's bad, but it's, like, so bad that it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it's one of those things where it's just, like, set your expectations when you watch it. Absolutely. You're not watching <laughs> it, and it's going to be, like, a critically acclaimed piece at the Cannes Film Festival. No. It. It's a bad TV show, but it's a it's teen drama that what, premiered on like a cable television. Right, channel. I put it in the same boat as like a lot of other CW shows. Yes, yeah, that are like teen drama CW shows, like yeah, the that group of things. Yeah, you know? but it is like it's one of those things where like you go back and you watch the early seasons and the nostalgia just like hits you in the yeah. face because it's so like <laughs> mid two thousands. Like mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's it's. 
the show I like, but again, I didn't read the book. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm like ranking it tied for fourth. Mm-hmm. So the other one there is Percy Jackson. Mm-hmm. The hold that that book series had on me as a kid. Holy My God. cow. I wanted to be secretly like a god. Me too. <laughs> Demigod so, or whatever. Like, we, come on. We didn't describe the plot of Pretty Little Liars, but I think that that's probably pretty well known at this point. Yeah. So. We, won't, we don't need we to, don't do that, need to get into it. <laughs> for Percy Jackson, basically the plot is that it follows, like, a summer camp for kids who, like, have one parent who's a human <laughs> and one parent who's, like, a Greek god. <laughs> awesome. So the main character is, like, the son of, like, Poseidon and then, like, mm-hmm. a random, like, lady. Lady. Just a random lady. And then lady. his, like, best friend is the daughter of Athena and mm-hmm. a random lady. And then they have a friend who's, like, um, what's it called when you're, like, half goat, half man? Oh, shit. It's not a centaur, because I know that's a horse. No, it's, like, the guy from... Mr. The... Tumnus? From yeah, Narnia? Yeah, like Mr. Tumnus, but, it's... but I was thinking of uh, from Hercules. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called. I thought I thought again, like, with a C or something. But not centaur. Yeah, I don't know. But half goat man. Yeah. So, so that's their other friend. And then like, I can't remember all the characters. But like, <laughs> I honestly can't even remember the plot that much. I just remember no. like being obsessed with. There were five books, I think. So it was like, yeah, the first one. I think he like had to return like a le- like Thor. Uh, is it? It's not Thor. No, because that's you know, <laughs> Zeus. You're. you're- Crossing all of the different thought, mythologies. I have now. not thought about this book in years. Okay, yeah, so he, they, I they, got, they have quests they Zeus. have to complete. Zeus is the god of lightning or whatever, and I think yeah, like his he's lightning like bolt. Big, he's big boy. Yeah, he his lightning bolt gets stolen, and I think they have to like yeah, go on this. Actually, whatever. And like Hades it. is in there. Yeah, and I think the second one is about the second one is Sea of Monsters. I think second mm-hmm. book, and so it's like they're going on all sorts of adventures. Yeah, like. Meeting all sorts of different gods. Yeah, powers. Yeah. So fun. Ugh, I want to be so there. It was so good. And I, again, it's like this categorizing them, right? So yeah. like everybody, like all, and so also these gods have like multiple different kids. So there's right. like a Poseidon cabin and an Athena cabin. And right. Hate, you know, With of all course, your half siblings, I guess. Of course, the allure of the main character was that his Poseidon doesn't have kids with humans ever mm. so he's the only, the only one, one which is like oh he actually really loved his mother like all you know like, yeah, like oh they had a real love story <laughs> unlike all of these other poor humans that are yeah. just like, fucked by greek gods right so and that was <laughs> yeah. like oh i guess we have a kid now so he was like kind of like in harry potter how harry is like the chosen one right like, yeah he's the chosen percy one. was the chosen one because mm-hmm. he's the only son of poseidon so mm-hmm. gosh those books were so good but i will say they didn't the movies they didn't make they made like two maybe one for sure yeah and i think maybe they made a second one but it was like never advertised yeah and then they just stopped Stopped. and i don't know why because they had like a good cast oh my god (laughs) i keep saying this the hold the hold that logan lerman had on me (laughs) as a teenager yeah i know (laughs) he was like my first like major whenever Mm -hmm. and everybody would be like oh who's your celebrity crush crush i'd be like logan lerman Mm -hmm. oh my god Mm -hmm. like So he's the, got that dark hair. Yeah, and I think that was like <laughs> Alexandra Daddario's. I think that was her start because mm-hmm. she played the best friend who was the daughter of Athena. Yeah. So, yeah. Gosh, I wish they had made more movies, but that's why I feel like I have to rank this at tied for fourth. 
is because like, like cut it short yeah like yeah. it could have been so much more and i it would have probably ranked higher but like the movies i feel like just didn't necessarily mm-hmm. do the books justice mm-hmm. and then they just stopped making them yeah no i i would agree because i barely even remember the movies at this point because yeah. i watched them so long ago and they never released more so i didn't have a reason to like go back and yeah watch them but just the hold that greek mythology had on me as a right? child ever i feel like all kids were obsessed with why it why do we like, have this phase where we obsessed with greek mythology yeah. i don't i do not know but I, we, I feel like so many of us did so i remember going to like the book fair at school and buying percy jackson yeah and they were popular books yeah like every i feel like a lot of people read them uh-huh. like if you were like a fantasy kid and even if you weren't you were reading these books yeah percy jackson it was, was like, like huge i think everything i know about greek mythology honestly comes from those books it definitely got reinforced. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, Literally, yep. I, again, that's one I wish I could rank higher because, like, I just love, like, right. the, like, the thought of even thinking about it, just, like, I feel They're like it's excited. thrilling. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, I loved this. And Honestly, they should just drop a third movie. Yeah. Or, like, start them over. Like, somebody remake them. Right. Like, HBO. Swoop in. Oh, buy the rights. Remake the movies. I would love it. Yep. But yeah, probably won't happen. Sad. Rip. <laughs> okay. What so, did you have at three? I'm putting Twilight at three. Okay. Well, what are the other ones left? Harry Hunger Potter Games and, and Harry Potter. Games. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, and you don't have to agree with that, but this no, is no. Yeah, I, I think say. this is like the one or yeah part of the order that will be flipped on. But so this is what I will say about this: is I never read the books, ever, and they were so big. You really, you really I, should. I should. I have them all. Okay, maybe I will. I just have to get them from my parents' house, but the thing is, they're kind of like long, but they're such an easy read. I remember them being like chunky. Yeah, they were big, but you'd fly through it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like Stephanie Meyer is not like a (laughs) literary great. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like it was very encapsulating as like a middle schooler reading these books. Um. But I know there's people of all ages that like that, so you didn't have to be middle schooler to yeah. like it at all. It just, like, brings me back to that episode of Parks and Rec where they're making the Times capsule, and there's this one adult who's, like, obsessed <laughs> with Twilight. Obsessed with And he's Twilight. like, you have to put Twilight in the Time capsule. Yeah. And then he, like, chains like, no. himself to the heater yes. in her office. So, yes. like, she has to consider it. And I think they do. I think They might she, not, but. I feel like she does just to, like... <laughs> appease him appease him yeah i feel like she then like empathizes with him yeah because i think it has something about his daughter loves it and he's doing it for his yeah. daughter yeah something like that yeah but anyway so i never read the books so i feel like that's why it's at three mm-hmm. but the movies the movies hold their own and also i don't think i watched even the movies at the time when they were coming out i think i yeah. maybe saw like one of them mm-hmm. with you in high school in theaters mm-hmm. but like i wasn't like going to the theaters to watch all the movies right. so most of my experience watching the movies is like college mm-hmm. and like i mean they're amazing like they're, they're really amazing <laughs> there's so many like shitty things you can say about them but <sighs> i don't care i think they're still iconic i think it's yeah. so funny that you can take any like frame from any of the movies and know it's twilight because they all have that same like filter editing on them yes. where it's almost like bluish <laughs> like hue or whatever yeah. I don't know it's supposed to be raining all the time yeah. I don't know it's Ugh. so and there's so many ridiculous things with that plot like why were they in high school for the rest of their lives yeah why would they also, keep going to high school I don't understand that I think 
one of the most like iconic and infuriating moments in a movie I have ever seen is in I don't remember which one it is. I think it's the last one where they go to have Part that two. war. Yes. And they like and the dad kill Carlisle, Carlisle dies. And half the cast dies and you're watching and you're like oh Right, my that's God. how they open it cuz cuz they split the last book into two movies. Yeah. And where they end on the first one is they're about to have this all-out battle with, like, all the evil yeah. vampires and all the good ones because they want to kill the, like, half-human, half-vampire child yeah. that Edward and Bella have. And then so it opens. It opens to this huge fight scene in the second in the second part. And, then, yeah, all these people die. And then what happens? You find out that it was all, like, a, this is what could happen if you fight. <laughs> it's like Alice who can, like, see the future showing yeah. them, being like, this is why we shouldn't fight about this and because so everyone's going to die. It doesn't even happen. <laughs> no. They do it like a, but it was all a dream. But they yeah. hit you with that in, like, the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe they just did that. Yep. Uh, but the movies are great. I feel like they're a good, like, honestly, on a day like today, like a rainy day comfort movie mm-hmm. to throw that oh on God, and just, yeah. like, binge watch all of them. Yes. Uh, so that's why it's at three for me. Like, if I had read the books, I'm sure it would be higher. Mm-hmm. But, like, the movies are iconic. There are so many times where you'll see clips of it, even today, like oh. on Twitter, if people yeah. referencing There's things. There's still a like, huge fandom. For like Twilight. the whole like, I know what you are. Say it. Say it. I'm like that is iconic. <laughs> you never go out in the sun. <laughs> Your skin is pale and cold. <laughs> I'm like the clips from this movie are just so iconic. Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? <laughs> Were you team Edward or team Jacob? Um, I, I mean, again, I didn't read the books, mm-hmm. but like I, I'm pretty sure watching the movies and also like I could guess what I would have been. I think I would have been team Jacob. I was team Jacob because when I started reading the books, the movies were already like being casted and coming out. Yeah. So I could see that Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. Yeah. And I was like, Hachi Machi, I'm team Jacob all the way, but like. If I think back at the characters and how they acted, like, mm-hmm. I didn't actually like how Jacob was acting in a lot of it because he was mm-hmm. very jealous. And then the whole, like, Renesmee plot line was, like, That's really weird. fucking weird. Um, and then the reason why he, like, loved Bella was because... Rene- the egg of Renesmee yeah, was, was in her, in her already true. and that's why he loved her he didn't actually love I'm like that part was weird but you don't that's know true. that until like the end of the series speaking of iconic clips that we didn't oh. talk about <laughs> you named my or what is that yeah you named my daughter after the Loch Ness, Ness monster because <laughs> he calls Renesmee Nessie yeah <laughs> Which also Renesmee to Nessie not doesn't really doesn't really make sense also okay. Renesmee can we please talk about how terrible the CGI was on that <laughs> baby. fucking baby? That is the most uncanny valley shit I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Like, because they tried to make the baby look like Robert Pattinson and um, Kristen Stewart. I think but they- then she's also supposed to be kind of like mature for a baby and she's like growing really fast and they, it was like so bizarre. I think they also tried to base the CGI because I think they cast like after a, at a certain point 
they like they have an actual, actual person. Actress, yeah. So I think they were trying to base the CGI too off of like what to that like actress her. looked like. Mm-hmm. And I think also like they couldn't really cast a real person to do it because she ages so quickly in the movie. Right. But like and like you're supposed yeah. to be able to tell that she's like not fully human yeah. and then she does stuff but, where she's like communicating with people through thoughts and she's like touching it's like yeah, yeah. you wouldn't have a baby I'm sorry though like look terrible there are older movies much older we mm-hmm. think about like Star Wars the CGI in Star Wars that came out in like the 80s was better than the CGI in this well and the thing is like, the CGI for the werewolves and stuff wasn't like terrible no it wasn't so I'm like but what? that was just bad yeah it was yeah it was really rough but yeah, and like the, the the music in the Twilight movies so was really good. So good, like it was really good. The scores specifically, like mm-hmm. I used to listen to the scores like in college to like study, like while I was like studying or like mm-hmm. doing work. But even like the little albums that they'd pull together with real artists, where there were good, there soundtracks. were some good songs that came off of those. Yeah, like, a thousand years was that by Christina Perry or was that a. I think that was a soundtrack specific one because that I was their so. wedding song, right? Yeah. And then, um, I think there was some Bruno Mars on. There. It was just, it was really good. And I think that that was definitely like, it's not a coming of age story. No. But it's definitely a like, yeah. It was a part of a lot of people's lives growing up. One of my, yeah, oh, definitely. So I was at Books a Million. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like sitting in my car and I saw this mom and this like preteen girl coming out and she was holding a copy of Twilight Aww. and I was like she's on her way. It's a pivotal she's about, moment in this She's about to life. have an experience, like right? an experience, a journey. Yeah, so that's the thing. I'm like, kids are still reading the Twilight books. Yeah, like the, it wasn't just like a phase. Yeah, and back. Sorry, back to the music part because I was there was one song, um, on the New Moon soundtrack that mm-hmm. is like amazing um rosalind by bonnie Vare. Mm. that was a and i'm like that song even today i still listen to it's just yeah it's like one that's one of those series that like has stuck with us mm-hmm. still I, I think the last the, these top three i think are that's why they're okay. in the top three is because like it was a pivotal part mm-hmm. of our childhood that like yeah. we like grew up with the books and the movies so I yeah think that's why it's i think for me i would have it Right, second. Yeah. But yeah, I think we'll, we'll talk about we'll it in a second. Flop. Yeah, I think we'll Yeah, like those books, I just remember like reading it and waiting for the next book to come out yeah. too because they weren't all out yet. Yeah. So like I remember when I got Breaking Dawn, I had to get the hardcover because like the paperback mm-hmm. hadn't come out yet. So like that's like when I was reading them. Yeah. Um, and then we watched them all during COVID. We did. We were like stuck at home. I then it was amazing to it watch. Was so them again. fun. I I feel like I want to watch them now. Like maybe I'll do that tonight after we finish recording. I know. I'm like <laughs> Twilight. I don't know if Anthony will want to watch it, but I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> he he can he gets to have his experience. Right. He's never seen them. I don't know honestly, hmm. because he's like. He was really into Hunger Games, so he made me watch the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. And I was not, like, and he was like, oh, yeah, I read all the books and stuff, and I was, like, not expecting that, because yeah. so he's, like, a little bit older, not old enough where, like, it would be weird for him to have read those growing up right. or anything, but I was just not expecting that, yeah. so I'm like, I don't know, maybe he'd watch it, but I feel like he would just be like, oh, Twilight. Yeah. Mm. And I'd be like, I don't care, but also the acting in it. <laughs> so bad. When Robert Pattinson is, like... <laughs> 
like acting weird when she comes into science class. And he's like, he looks like disgusted because she like smells bad. But really, it's like she smells so enticing to him that he's like going to freak out. And you can't forget about Dakota Fanning when she's just like, pain. Pain. (laughs) Young child. Yeah. Pain. (laughs) So many classic, 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 iconic things from movies but the books were honestly really good okay did they get banned at your middle school no because i i want to say that i remember that the twilight books were banned from my middle school library why i don't if it was like maybe like the romance parts of it i I don't know i feel like they don't really have a sex scene until like breaking dawn yeah, I and don't even know. Even then, like, reading it now, I'm like, this is not yeah. anything crazy. I don't know, but I feel like I remember that, like, you couldn't get them at the school library oh anymore. And, like, That's if people scandalous. were... I can't remember for sure, and that might not be true, but I want to say I remember that it, if I, it yeah. ended up getting banned. And maybe it was just because it was, wasn't actually banned. Maybe it was just so popular, and so many people were checking it out, mm, and they were just like, just we can't could. do this anymore. I know, because I was like, going to say, I wouldn't have assumed that your school would have been, like, banning books, because that didn't seem like no, the vibe. They didn't, no, they didn't really. So maybe yeah. it was the type of thing where it was like, we just can't have this in the library anymore, because, like, you guys it's are too competitive, feral. right? <laughs> feral for this book, and we need it to yeah. calm down. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, like, it definitely has been banned places, but I think it's, like, religious people coming yeah. in and being like, oh, these are evil things. Right. It's like, oh my god, get over yourself. It's a fantasy novel. Right, the devil corrupting this poor, innocent <sighs> high school girl. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's Stephanie Meyer. Literally. <laughs> also, so one thing that's interesting about her, though, before we move on, yeah. I think she's a Mormon. Oh! So, part of the reason that, like, some of the romance feels kind of childish or like the sex scenes like and the intimacy is kind of weird i think yeah. it's because she's mormon interesting i don't know if she still is but i think she at least like grew up in it yeah huh. so that's like if you it's read it very... now and you notice some of the intimacy things are like kind of weird or yeah. like some of the phrasing she uses for things sometimes you're like what it is interesting because it's definitely like very young love that's like very very serious mm-hmm. and like I guess, like, with Mormons. They literally like, kind decide of the thing, right? to get married, like... After, like, a couple of months. Well, she, like, right after she gets graduated or whatever, right? right? So, yeah. yeah, that's, okay. that's kind of why. That kind of... Interesting background interesting. there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, should we go on to the next one? Yep. And this is the one that you and I have flipped, I think. Yeah. So, at number two, I have The Hunger Games. Yeah, and I, I would put it at three until recently. Before that, I would have had it... Down with Divergent because yeah. I wasn't just I wasn't into it growing. Oh up. my god, I was obsessed mm-hmm. with the book. Like the books are really, like the books are good. You should read them. I have them. I can probably mm-hmm. bring them to We're you. We're just gonna get back into our like. Yeah, I mean, I have an entire book. I have all of the Harry Potter books on the bookshelf. Yeah, I reread those. I think they're on my list after college. Yeah, I did. I that's yeah. why I brought them here because I'm like I need to read, but. Anyway, The Hunger Games, you should read the books, because mm-hmm. the books were really good. I mean, and I think the movies did a really great job of, like, kind of highlighting, like, covering the books, like, sticking to the books pretty mm-hmm. consistently. I think they were good. Uh, but, yeah, these ones, I feel like, I feel like this was the first series, maybe, that I was, like, really, really obsessed with, mm-hmm. that, like, I didn't necessarily read with my parents. I mean, I think my mom, like read this series as well Mm. but it felt like 
it felt, it, I don't know, there's like kind of an independence that I feel when I think about these books because I was like, mm. I think I read them, I read them in like maybe like sixth or seventh grade, but it yeah. was like, this is a series that I'm obsessed with that I'm reading on my own because mm-hmm. I mean, in comparison to the Harry Potter books, like I think all of those books, except maybe the seventh one, like my parents read to me at bedtime. You know what I mean? It was like our bedtime oh, book that we read as a family. Yeah. yeah. So like this one, I was like, this is a series that I'm obsessed with and I'm reading it on my own and oh my God, it's so good. It's your first but, like feral fangirl moment for a book. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think like the concept, which is arguably, if you think about it now and you really like, look at it in detail and you criticize a little bit is fucked up <laughs> well i feel like that's part of the point of it yeah i think yeah. so but like i i didn't really think about it when i was a kid well of course not because i'm like oh this is a fantasy book but now i'm thinking about it and i'm like government takes over dystopian forces future. all of these states so to say like just so to say mm-hmm. so to speak to sacrifice two children every year and they fight to the death and everyone watches it and it's like fun yeah. reality TV. Right? Like, so thinking about it now, I'm like, oh, it's kind of fucked up. Um, and it is, but like, gosh, that series. Yeah, I do think that was the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it is creepy because it's like, you know. When you're reading it when you're younger, though, you don't think about like how fucked up. Yeah. It is. Or like, like that it could actually ha- could happen. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you're just like, oh, this is just some fantasy thing, but you're like, Oh, yeah. that's actually scary because, like, that could feasibly actually right. happen in certain, like, countries yeah. maybe, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I loved the books. I loved the movies. I will say I didn't really like the last book or the last two movies because the plot was so different from the first two. So that would be, like, my one criticism of the series because mm-hmm. um, I liked, like, I liked the fucked up parts where they're in the, the arena. The Hunger Games. Yeah. Watching and I did part, When they were in the Hunger Games, I liked that right. part too. And I didn't necessarily like the war part, especially because I feel like in those last two, well, the last book and the last two movies, mm-hmm. like, she was in the war, but, like, she wasn't even really, like, like... She was, like, a media She was figure. a figurehead. Yeah. Right. So, like, it just felt... Right. Just well, that was, like, feel... part of what the Katniss didn't like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, so, lo- I mean, overall, like, though, I really enjoyed it. It is interesting. We've, we talked, when we talked about this the other day, mm-hmm. we chatted, like, were you a Gale person or a PETA person? Yeah, were you Team Gale or Team PETA? Yeah. What were you? Well, so I didn't read the books. Yeah. So I was Team PETA. Mm-hmm. Because the way that everything was portrayed in the movies, there was no on-screen chemistry at fucking all. Which is just so funny. Between Katniss and Gail, which is Jennifer Lawrence, and then which which brother is he? Uh, Liam? Liam Hemsworth, who was married to Miley Cyrus, which I think is really funny because he allegedly cheated on Miley Cyrus with Jennifer Lawrence while they were filming these movies. But you wouldn't fucking know it from watching the movie. Literally, so I... I started saying this earlier, but so Anthony had me watch all of the Hunger Games movies, um, like, pretty recently, because they were, like, being taken off Netflix, so he's like, we should watch these. He grew up and read the books and loved them. I never really got into them. Like, I obviously knew about them, Mm -hmm. and, like, I knew they were popular. I just, I don't know, I just didn't read them. And um, never watched the movies until literally this year, yeah, like a month crazy ago. Crazy to me that you. I know, and I, I yeah. still didn't really know what happened, so it somehow didn't get spoiled. I don't know how I lived in a bubble where the Hunger <laughs> Games didn't what? touch it. So, 
Actually, now that I'm saying this too, I think I actually probably would put Hunger Games even lower on my list. Whoa! And so I'll finish saying the thing about Peter versus Gail, and then I'll explain that. Okay. Just because, okay, watching the movies, I know all the drama about Jennifer Lawrence and Hemsworth because all that came out when Miley Cyrus did the Flowers music video. There was yeah. like references to Jennifer Lawrence and mm-hmm. things she was wearing, blah, blah, okay? I'm watching it. I don't understand who Gail is when I start watching it and that they're supposed to kind of like have a love story and so I saw them and I thought they were like siblings yeah I was like very confused because he like shows up when she's hunting and stuff and I'm like you can tell they're supposed to have some kind of close relationship but I did not pick up on the fact that they were supposed to like fall in love or be in love I don't know what they were supposed to be at that point and so like she she volunteers as tribute and I thought he was going to Mm. to try and like help her her, but he doesn't do that i guess that's a red flag like he was like i'll stay behind and watch over your sister but i'm also like what's gonna happen to her sister she she's not in the hunger games you guys are just gonna be like so i can give you starving so is that what he's doing yeah because basically like katniss provided for her family because which gail wasn't a part of because they weren't siblings right (laughs) um (laughs) which i didn't know (laughs) yeah so basically like in their district, like, there's not much food. So right. Everybody's, They're, like, like the poor the one. Yeah. And yeah. so Katniss provides for her family because she's, like, illegally hunting. Right. And so Gail hunt, get her and Gail hunt together. And so that's, yeah. like, where their okay. friendship comes so from. That, that makes sense why he did that. But me seeing it, I'm like, well, he's just letting her go. All right. Uh, and then, like, Peta's there. And yeah. then Peta's Peta. I don't yeah. know. And I, I really liked his character. And then it's obvious that she, like, has feelings for him. Yeah. Then that comes through, through the movie. Right. And then she keeps being like, oh, but Gail. And then they'll, like, see each other and, like, kiss or something. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? They literally don't act like they like each other. Yeah. Ever. I don't see it. Doesn't feel like it. I don't know. I, so I was, like, Do I'm obviously think- Team Peta because Gail is, like, her freaking brother or something. He's just there. Do you think? Especially how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that this series is the first, like, example of the trope, like, fake dating? Because her and Peter were fake dating. Mm. Like, is that why? Everybody I feel like that's age? one of that's one of the one, first times that, like, that we would have, like, read about like, it. Is that why, like... People our age who are reading like romance novels are obsessed with fake dating stories. The fake dating where they're like, oh, we're <laughs> dating for publicity, and then oh, we're actually falling. It's like all of the like Katniss and Peeta like shippers who are right? obsessed with the fake dating stories. I know. Like, hmm, wait. <laughs> so yeah, and then I don't know. I just liked his character. Again, yeah. this is in the movies, but I feel like he does a lot of things where he like tries to put her first. Oh, 100%. And I don't think Gail puts her first, like, no. ever. No, Yeah, it's And, funny. I mean, I guess, like, and again, he's a soldier. His allegiances are to the resistance or the rebels or whatever the fuck they're called and, like, all of this stuff. And then he ends up making some decisions at the end that I understand why Katniss is, like, I cannot yeah. really forgive you for right. that. But, yeah, I know. So I didn't read them ever and i will say i really liked the first movie because the hunger games like they're in the hunger games the whole time it's like very interesting yeah second movie i didn't like as much as the first movie Mm -hmm. but it still was like all hunger games stuff but i feel like i didn't like that it was all like other hunger games 
yeah. winners and like it was obvious that there was like all the political stuff starting to come in and i was yeah. just like i i know that's the whole point of this series and i just don't care about that mm-hmm. and then the last two movies i was like this is so fucking boring yeah I didn't care about it just went on too long. I don't think they needed to make two movies. Yeah, that was like the time period that this came out was like when that was a trend. Right. To Harry split Potter the up into two. Twilight, Hunger Games, they all did yeah. this to get yeah. more out of the franchise. Yeah. For at least Twilight and Hunger Games. I think so much happened in Harry Potter yes, that splitting it into say. two was good. I think they needed to. Right. I think it would have been like a five hour movie. It didn't feel it. like it was stretching out too long. No. But Definitely with the last two Hunger Games movies, I was like, Boro, Snorro, sorry, don't care. I would agree. I don't even um, know if I watched the very last one. Yeah, it's the, it's the, basically the same thing as the third one. Yeah. And so I feel like that's why for me, I would probably put Twilight second, but then I would probably put Hunger Games down with like... Do a tied for third. Tied with, for third yeah. with Percy Jackson and yeah. Pretty Little Lies for me. And then still Divergent isn't really even on my list, but they're both. Yeah. yeah. I know. I think, like, back to the Peter versus Gale. Mm-hmm. I was a team Gale. Right, but you were Which reading is, the book. When I was, Yeah, when I was reading the book. Also, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I think if I read it now, I would be team PETA. Because, mm-hmm. like, obviously, you know, knowing that PETA is a better person, he actually loved her. He put right. her first. Like, he dedicated his He life goes to her. through a lot. Yeah, for her. For her. He gets, like, tortured and stays behind and, like, brainwashed and all of these things. Yeah. To save her. And yeah. Gail does not right. do that. So I think, He actually, like, um, fucks up a big part of her life. Yeah. And doesn't really care. Yeah, so I think, like, if I read it now, I would probably be Team PETA, but I definitely was Team Gale when it came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know. But, yeah, so that's, it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic, and I think it would be different if, again, if I read it and watched it now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that I, I really like them. They held, they just, you know, it was a big part of my childhood, all mm-hmm. the books, all the movies, um, but... I can see why you would put it. Well, because it just, it, I just, uh, yeah, I just didn't really grow up with it, and then yeah. the last two movies were boring. Right. To me, yeah. So. They were, and they were. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Our mutual number Our one number here. One, if you couldn't I guess mean, it how, yet, like the, this thing is, is like it ha- it's if you're our age mm-hmm. and you're ranking all of these, it has to be number one. It just yeah. has to. Like if you grew up with it. And yeah, stuff, like, and that is, of course, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I like I said. So for me. This was the book that, like, my parents would read, like, you know, bedtime, my mom would sit down and read, like, a couple chapters to me and my brother. Yeah, and so it started, obviously we started with the first one and went, I can't remember when, like, my brother and I started reading them on our own. I think I read, Mm. I definitely read the seventh one by myself Mm -hmm. and maybe the sixth one. But Mm -hmm. what you were saying earlier about, um... Oh, I can't remember which one it was. You were saying that like you had to get the hardcover copy yeah, because you were reading it so fast. That's me with Harry Potter. You look over there on that yeah, bookcase. You catch they're up. all hardcovers. Yeah, you're like getting them as they come out. I think my mom, even for the seventh one, like the um, my mom works at a college, and so the bookstore at the college mm-hmm. obviously does sell books. And like she went there, like it, they did like a midnight 
Sailor who's like, yeah, and People she went were there for waiting it. in line at bookstores like Black Friday to yeah. get in and get this book when it came yes, out. Yes, and she did that. I don't know of a book series that has had that reaction yeah. since then. Or really I don't even think, before. We I don't wouldn't think have there been aware is one. This was like a global, like, everybody was anticipating this last People book were dressing out. up to oh, stand yeah. in line at Walmart. All yeah. night camping out to go buy the book. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, it's the most iconic franchise from mm. our childhood. And arguably, when you think about young adult series, maybe ever. I think. Yeah, it's it's huge. Um, and so I feel like we have to say, fuck J.K. Rowling. Yes, I was going to say fucking hate her. And I feel like that is the biggest disappointment that's wrapped yeah. up with this series is that she has revealed herself to be a terrible fucking human being. Yeah. Awful opinions. I don't want to give her time of day, so I just want to say... Because I think there's discourse online, too, being like, stop supporting Harry Potter franchise items and things like that because of J.K. Rowling. So I just want to say, yeah. like... I know that that was, like, when the we video... We hate J.K. Rowling. When the video game came out, I know that mm-hmm. that was a bit... A lot of people were like, I'm not playing that because, like, right. I'm not supporting her. But it's... Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, like the worst and if you don't really know why we're talking about that um she's made a lot of bad bad horrible hateful comments towards the trans community and she stands by them and doubles down on them yeah yeah so she's and a bad when you person. think honestly when you think about the books too like diversity wise there was li- like the, literally the only asian character in the book she named cho chang cho chang like that should have been a red flag right off the bat that she was a horrible person yeah but like yep <laughs> So she doesn't really get that creative. There was other characters too that were of different races and their names were like ridiculous. Yeah. Like wasn't Lavender Brown in the books? I thought she was a black character. She might have been. I originally. can't remember. Either way, Lavender Brown. Okay. Cool. Yeah, right. Wow. I can't remember. But but yeah, um, she was like, and you wouldn't have picked up on those things. I mean, we obviously saw Cho Chang where, like, yes, that is a name that an Asian person could have, but, like, this is the one Asian character, and yeah. you, like, come on. Like, yeah. Be a little, do a little bit more research into. Oh, my God. I saw his tail flick up, <gasps> and I thought it was a bug. That <laughs> scared the shit out of me. Sorry. Sorry, Tuka. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, as far as the book goes, I mean, like, when you think about the series and the hold that it held on all of society mm-hmm. at that point. Like, even now, it's like when you meet people for the first time, you're chatting with them and like, what's your Harry Potter house? And it's like, yeah, this it's tells you everything thing. you need to know about the person. Like, oh, like, what's your Patronus? Like, well, the thing it, is, like, we mentioned before, the video game. Yeah. Like, a video game for Harry Potter just came out and it literally was one of the most popular video games of the year, and yeah. we haven't had a Harry Potter movie or book for years. Yeah. It's yeah. still, people are like, yeah. Yeah, I know. And you think about, too, all of, like, the spinoffs that they've done, and, mm-hmm. I mean... There's, like, a play on Broadway right now, The Cursed, Cursed Child. Child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it's, they're still pushing it, and yeah. it will, I don't think it will ever go away. I think it's one of those movies that, like, 20 years down the line, they will remake. Well, so they've talked about doing remakes HBO I think oh yeah and I don't know like this was in the news and I haven't heard anything since but they were talking about doing remakes of the Harry Potter movies into a TV show each book would be a season oh interesting 
And I don't know how I feel about it. I, I think it's too soon to I do think a so. remake. If all of the actors are still alive. I did hear mm-hmm. that they were potentially going to make another movie, right? That followed his kids. Yes. That Harry, also Harry's got burned. That, that, a spinoff, things like that. I mean, so there's that also the Magical Beasts, whatever yeah, movies. Fantastic Beasts. And Fa- yeah, them. Fantastic yeah. Beasts. Those Crimes movies. of Grindel. That was a Fantastic Beast. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. like three of those movies at least right now so yeah. there and those are other books by her in that same realm following like yeah. Dumbledore when he's younger and other people so it's like there's still stuff being produced for this franchise yeah. so it's definitely so I'm like why are we doing a remake of I think it, I the think movies right. are still good it's not like they're so old where it's like oh like the it's CGI hard to watch. was good right like, like obviously some of the earlier ones you see stuff and you're like Okay, that does look bad, but it's it's not bad enough where you can't watch the movie. Right. And I don't really think it, like, warrants new redoing that. No, I don't think so either. There was also, t- I didn't say this earlier when we talked about Twilight, but there was, like, talks of that being remade into a TV hmm. show. And, like, everyone was, like, um, they're, like, protect Hunger Games at all costs. Yeah. Like, don't let this one be remade, too. Because I'm, like, we don't need everything to be remade into a TV show no. right now. I think Hunger Games is taking the right approach of, like, creating a spinoff series. Like the prequel. The, the prequel. Yeah. Right. Right. Not- and there's a book for it, though. So, yeah. you know, I think it makes sense. But, right. yeah, so for Harry Potter, um, it's still huge. What was your, what's your house? I'm a Gryffindor. I'm which a I hate. I'm really mad that I'm a Gryffindor because, like... Why? That's a good one. Because that's what everybody in the movie is. Like, I want to be something unique. But it's, like, what Harry Potter is. You don't... Yeah. And, like, Hermione, you don't want to be that? No. I usually get... I am not surprised that you're a Slytherin. I know. I get Slytherin, and then there's usually, like, a bit of um, Ravenclaw. Yeah, I can I see that. When they give you, like, more than one answer. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Did you ever hear about or read any of the fanfics no about draco and hermione draco and hermione no. but i see uh i well, i feel like we need to find them because they're like full like book series about yeah, it we should i the, a girl that i went to college with has a, a booksta mm-hmm. an instagram account for books and she mm-hmm. talks about there's apparently like some romance book that's like based off of like yeah. a draco and hermione fanfic yeah I'm like, we should we should find it. Cause... I would actually really enjoy it because I, growing up, loved Draco. Because you're a Slytherin. <laughs> well, yeah. And also, I just, like, when I was younger, mm-hmm. the actor who played Draco, I was like, oh, Tom Felton. Yeah, he's hot. Hot. Especially, oh, when he starts to, like, turn the corner and, like, be a bad, bad he tr- He's troubled. <laughs> and he's, like, wearing, he has his, like, dad's cane. Yeah. I, well, I forgot which book it was but it's the one where he like sixth. breaks harry's nose because he's like watching oh, him in the train that's the sixth book i think yeah when which he, like, is the one where he has to like kill spoilers he has it's to not kill- a spoiler anymore <laughs> it's, the, it's the one where he is like tasked to kill, kill Vol- Dumbledore. Uh, Dumbledore. right he yeah. starts getting involved with the death eaters right Oh my god, he was so hot in that movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. When he's like all dressed up and he has his little like turtleneck like suit thing. And I was like, oh my god, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> so yeah, I. Oh, there's a guy delivering packages. Oh. I think that's where the dogs are at that apartment. That sounds like some hounds in there. It literally sounded like somebody just wailed and died. Yeah, you're like, what? Yeah, so I love the idea of Hermione and. Draco ending up together because it's like a first of all enemies yeah. to lovers romance yeah right because yeah. I feel like in the movies like 
they especially had a little like feud. Well, because he called on. her a mudblood. I know, like they had all this stuff, and then she like punches him in the face, and that's one of my favorite yeah. parts yeah. of the series. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, yeah, they have like little enemies to lovers in that fanfic. I and I, you know I just why? don't really like Ron either. No, I don't think you know, that they make sense as a couple at all. You know why the fanfic would also be exceptional? Because Emma Watson had such a crush on Tom Felton when they filmed <laughs> that, like she, I wonder if she has ever read it because she literally. Like, I was, feel like they de- she has to have read it. She's talked about that in interviews of like, <laughs> she's like I had such a crush. On, I mean, she's a kid, right? And he's like this little blonde boy, right? And you're like, like doing school and stuff with them yeah, too. Yeah, so that's, just, like, that's why with, they grew up with all of these people, right? That's why that makes me so happy that there's fanfics <laughs> right? about them because she. Is probably fangirling so hard over the fact that oh people God. want them together. I know, and then they, I never really liked Ron. It's not that I disliked him. Yeah, he was just there, and he was like kind of annoying towards the end of the series. Yeah, he never really seemed to be that helpful. No, and also like Draco had such a character development at the very yeah. end. And he like was. I love that character. Okay, arc for he was him. like actually okay at the end. Yeah, yeah. He like makes the right choice and like. Yeah, his whole family really were like, "Fuck the Death Eaters, we're right. leaving." Most like, of them are like, "Yeah, we have done really terrible things. Uh, can't really make up for that, but also uh, we're gonna not be doing this yeah. anymore." Yeah. So yeah, I love Jaco. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wish yeah. I forgot the name of the fanfic. We'll have to find it because it's pretty. It's pretty iconic if in the like Harry Potter yeah I know. fan community. Yeah, um, we should we should find and it. And there's people probably that are gonna listen to this and be like screaming the name. Yeah, we should know it. And it's like on the tip of my tongue, but I can't. But yeah, so Harry Potter, Harry Potter, number one mm-hmm. in my heart always. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I will reread it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Ugh, it was so good. It was. It still is. I know. Yeah. We don't need a remake of it, though. No. Literally. Don't do it. Don't do it. They it's fine. It's fine. These people Th- are... It's not that long ago. No. Like, the last <laughs> one probably came out, what, like, 15 years ago? Does that sound right? The book? Movie. Oh, I think the movie came out even more recently than... Yeah, so then don't we make that? It? Or are we just that old? Like no, if it, it can be fifteen years ago. Well, would have been right. would it have been twenty thirteen? That seems not long enough ago. Oh no, actually that probably is right. Is it? Oh my god. Because I think fifteen. The, I don't like that. I think fact. the seventh book came out like. <laughs> I think I was in middle school. Yeah. So it'd have been like the the seventh book only would have come out in like probably like some time before 2011 mm-hmm. so 2013 so maybe maybe it was 10 years the movie came out or either way little... it feels like two years ago but so it's not so don't make a remake because it hasn't no. been long enough no, give it at it least 20 years been. and i i think that's perfect casting so i don't want to see anyone else play the characters no, i'm not interested it. in it i do not care the generation that's growing up now can still watch these movies and have it be special for them. Like Absolutely. we don't need an HBO TV series of each. No, nope. Book. I don't. Hard I don't pass. So. I'm gonna boycott whatever they come up with. It's so beloved. Yeah. How nobody could do it better is the right. thing. Like the people who have watched the Harry Potter movies, they're not gonna want it. Are obsessed. Like it's like 
such a part of them mm-hmm. that to put somebody else in those sh- like in those characters mm-hmm. it's not nobody's gonna want to see it it's no. it's not gonna be nothing will live up to the originals yep so what's that yeah that's harry potter that's, that's harry our book potter. rankings <laughs> <laughs> talking just about books and tv today i actually think this maybe is my favorite episode we've ever this was filmed. so fun yeah to film honestly and even though like we already kind of had some of these conversations earlier in the week yeah. i was still excited to have them again oh yeah i could talk about this stuff like i can't get over how forever. like mesmerized i was by your white lotus like <laughs> season that was so phenomenal like such great storytelling oh, thank you <sighs> It was, yeah, this was a good episode. It was fun. It was fun. I like talking about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just, you know, sometimes it's okay to get a break from all the celebrity gossip and yeah. complaints. I'm like, this was, this was a good one. Right? I'm like, we don't need to talk about Kanye West and his birthday party with the naked woman with the sushi. But oh his daughter God. was there. Yeah, we don't need to. I think that's all I have to say about it. You know, so we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. That's it. Yeah. Gosh. (laughs) Yeah, no, this was a good one. It was a whole, it was a fun one, I feel like. I had so much fun. And this was good, too. So it's a really rainy day with us here today. Yeah. So it's, again, it's a really nice day to talk about books and TV and things like that. It's just cozy. Yeah. But now we're going to go watch twilight and things Maybe. like that and yeah like, read all of these things i feel like that's just gonna be our next hyper fixation yeah yeah i'm not mad about it though. no me either we homework assignment homework okay we gotta go read the uh draco hermione okay. fanfic and we'll talk about it maybe next actually time. once we stop recording i'm gonna look up where yeah. we can find it yeah yeah and we have we'll to see. i like because sometimes fanfic gets published to like kindle ebooks and things okay. like that so i don't know if it's something it's probably on like get easily it's probably on like wattpad right is that I what know. it was called yeah Wat- yeah so wattpad. we'll um we'll, we'll take a gander we'll that. do some research for you folks so maybe yeah. we'll be able to talk about it next <laughs> week on the pod yeah that would be fun <laughs> so i know you're all on the edge of sheets for that so yeah. we'll just leave you with that i think <laughs> Thank you so much for yeah. listening today. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of fun clips going on in there. Yeah. And I think that's it. Yeah. I'm Madison. I'm Emma. And we are Drunk, Drunk on, on a Monday. Monday.